And now, introducing the man who's understandably upset at his neighbors for their encroachment onto his property, as while he has been enjoying the moon bounce and merry-go-round, they've installed the addition of 44 clowns and an untamed lion have made it feel less like a circus and more like a horror movie. In response to a cease and desist that was sent by the attorneys for Cisco, he begrudgingly removed his listing on StubHub for a concert where he performed only the thong song for three hours straight, although he now has to figure out what to do with his wardrobe as he's literally doubled the number of G-strings in rotation. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Kyle. Young Jack is here as well. Got a lot to do today. We're going to chat with Stan the Fan Charles. It is new Press Box Day, but we don't have our copy yet. He will, be, like he will be like taking a break. It. He was like, I'm going to have to pull off to the side of the road to talk to you guys. Right. He's, be doing right. Distribution. He's, out, yeah. he's out distributing. He was down in Bowie last night. He had, by the way, phenomenal seats. He sent me a picture. I'm like, holy crap, dude. Like, Who did you? King of the Castle. Seriously, man. Uh, great crowd, great atmosphere, great night down in Bowie last night. They as, lost, though, uh, unfortunately. Eh, it's not really not the story, <laughs> although they don't do that much. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Ad- Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez together on the same field at the same time. Grayson Rodriguez making his first home start and a tremendous atmosphere last night down at Prince George's County Stadium. Uh, we'll talk to Stan the Fan Charles about uh, what he saw down there a little bit later on in today's show. Also coming up today, we're going to chat with John Wertheim. John, not only uh, SI executive editor, apparently, I didn't know he had taken on that title. He has been a longtime author and tennis writer. He's also like part of 60 Minutes. <laughs> what a fascinating life yeah, this right? dude has lived. Um, <coughs> he's interviewed like m- m- very famous people world over for 60 Minutes. And then he's just like, I'm just going to go cover tennis now for the Tennis Channel for a couple of weeks in SI. Uh, but John Wertheim has a new book out called Glory Days. It's all about the summer of 1984, um, both in sports and in pop culture. We'll talk to him about that. I will obviously want to talk to him about um, French Open and look ahead to Wimbledon a little bit. So John Wertheim joins us a little bit later on in the show. And this morning, uh, Drew Forrester checks in for the first time ever with something to talk about. So for once, really, we actually want to talk about golf. Really weird bit. By the way, what is Bui? What did I do? It's B O I W E. B O I W E. I misspelled it. Yeah, that's what it is. Don't, don't, I, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm very aware yeah. of what happened. Uh, but that's all right. We will. Um, it's we, a good. We will, it's a good we will name. Plow ahead. Drew Forrester has qualified for the U.S. Senior Open, which is staggering. Uh, it's a sentence that I still have not been able to fully wrap my head around, but um, it's a thing. It's real, and he's going to talk to us about that a little bit later on in the show. I I I can't believe I actually have to like ask <laughs> real <Drew>. questions <laughs> and like legitimately interview him. That's. I am befuddled by all of that, befuddled by it, but we will do that a little bit later on. It's also Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill, and I just realized I never actually posted Would You Rather Wednesday Uh because I didn't like number three, and so I bailed on it, and I forgot to come up with a new number three. Uh. So if I'm being honest with you, they might just go up numbers one and two. Hmm. That might be the way that it goes. I could think of one. Oh, yeah? I don't know if I trust (laughs) that. I think we... I think we tried. You've been holding on to the lion in the sun one for a yeah, long time. Yeah, we're not going to do that one. That's not going to be something that we're going to talk about today. 
Uh, Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We will get to that here in a bit. Today's program is also brought to you by Window Nation. Right now, get 50% off all styles of windows, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Um, <laughs> the NBA playoffs are uh, they're they're quite a they're quite a Some twists and turns a, a this goof, morning. Yeah, quite a goof. I mean that game was crazy last night. Uh, I missed it, but I mean yeah. yeah, I didn't. I watched and I was as confused as everybody else was as to why at no point did did the Bucks think maybe we should just uh, throw a, throw this no th- throw Giannis out on Kevin Durant at some point during the KD course of the covering game. Giannis. Yes, that that's good. They decided the other way. They didn't want to do that, which is a really weird bit. I'm not going to lie. That's very strange. Uh, probably deserve what happened at the end of the day. Um, James Harden did play after all. Kinda, did not yeah. make a significant difference, but I'm sure it was better Decoring to have him on the floor that, than sure. whoever else would have had to have played for the Nets. I, I guess the Nets once again become the team to beat in the NBA. I guess well, like the Chris Paul stuff also. I mean, well, but I have no idea what that is. Like, there's there's just no way to react to the Chris Paul thing because we don't know what it means. Literally, it's this thing that seems like it jumps off a page because it's news related to Chris Paul, but nobody knows what the news so is. He's in COVID protocol. That doesn't mean anything. But does that mean that? So if it's, the people were bringing up the eye, like, oh, he was hugging fans after the game, right? So hold on, hear me out. If you were vaccinated, would that be an issue? I I don't know. No one knows. They've well, changed. Somebody the, hopefully knows. I I hope, <laughs> but I don't know because they kept changing the protocols. The season went on, and as more players got, I have no no one has this information. If the not inf- even Shams, uh, it doesn't appear to. Nobody seems <laughs> to have shared it. If the information exists, I say this as of twenty minutes ago when I was checking on it. No one seems to know at all what this might mean. No one appears to have a clue. It seems likely he'd miss tonight. What's that? They're supposed to play tonight, correct? The, no, the Suns swept. What are it's you? over? Yes. They are done. Suns in this, four. You're right. Yeah. My God, man. So how many days until they're supposed to play? It depends on what it, happens. They in... could have to play on Sunday if the Clippers or the Jazz win the next two games. Which the and Jazz now it looks now better for the Jazz because the Clippers right? don't have Kawhi Leonard. Who needs um, him? No, I think they need him. I think it's pretty clear they need him. <laughs> if the Jazz yeah, wrap this up P. in six, they could play on Sunday, I think, is the story. I think the story is they could start the Western Conference Finals as early as Sunday if the Jazz wrap this thing up in six. If not, I don't know when the Western Conference Finals would start, but I think the idea would be that the ABC wants a game on Sunday. So either it's going to be game seven of the Western Conference Final or uh, of the semifinals, or it's going to be game one of the Western Conference Finals. Nobody appears to have an idea. It might be massive. It might be. He has COVID. Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks, yeah. and the Suns might well be screwed. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like I, they just might be screwed by all of this, and it might be the end for my basketball team that I love so bad. And. This will be all that dramatic. Or who's their it, backup point guard? Does it matter? I mean, I know it doesn't matter, but who really, is it? I mean, I, they don't really have a backup point guard per se. They would probably just move guys around. They would ask Devin Booker to run the point a little bit more. Yes, screwed. They were, yeah, it's not going to go well. We saw what happened when Chris Paul was banged up in the Lakers series. It was rough. It they they would go long stretches looking lost. They would it would not they would not be it would not be good. There's no debating that it would not be good. If the Suns had to play without Chris Paul in the Western Conference Finals, it would likely be their end. It would likely be their end. I'm going to – come on, man. You know, like, this is sports. You never know what might happen. Sure. And 
all of those things. But now so all I'm the not, with the, the backcourt that Utah has, presuming it would be Utah that would yes. get through. It, yes, you know. presuming, yes. And it's an easy presumption to make with the Clippers being without Kawhi Leonard right now. Um, it's just, it ain't great. It ain't great. But nobody knows. And then all these reports, nobody's saying anything. They're just using this out indefinitely term because that's the answer. No one knows. I'm out indefinitely. Uh, correct. I don't know when I might play another game. I have no idea. And that's that's sort of the point. Like, out indefinitely sounds horrendous. Because mm-hmm. normally when we use the term out indefinitely, what we mean is Who knows how it's long going it will take to be so to long that we cannot put a date on it. But in this instance, out indefinitely really means we just genuinely have no clue. Somebody, we, somebody we does. Just like, genuinely. Imagine... I, Okay. You keep saying. So, that. all right. Here's the difference, right? If it's a, all right. I guess you, it would. You, there is. You keep saying these things. No, no, no. You no, don't no. know anything. I don't know, but I'm trying to like work through what we would can try to infer there's from nothing, the idea. You keep saying if this. Like, do you think they would announce if he was just positive for COVID? Right. I, like, I don't know. I have no clue how this would go. That's why this is so stupid for us to talk about. We have no idea. We don't know. We're talking about something because it feels like we have to talk about it when sometimes it's okay to say there's this thing that looks explosive that we have no idea what it is. None. Zero. And also it doesn't impact us here in any way. No, it does. It impacts me a great deal as a I'm fan. I'm sorry. Is the sun not outside this, today, Glenn? Yeah, thank you. Uh, impacts me as a fan, but the, the, the community here doesn't give a rat's ass about it. So huge when, when there's – no. When there's actual information to be had – we react to that. Right now, all we know is there's something going on, and no one knows what it means. But if Chris Paul has COVID, it's a big problem. It's a huge problem for the Phoenix Suns. We just have no clue whether or not that's the case. Zero at the moment. All we know right now is that he's in COVID protocol, and all of the smart people have no idea until we hear something else. Are you calling me stupid? I'm saying that your obsession with trying to talk about something that you have no idea what it is, is it's, it's a dumb bit. Now, I get it. You're not alone. We're obsessed with that. It's, you get it. But you do it because everybody else wants to do it. There is nothing that we do better in this country well, we than do talk about things we have no... It's, it, it's fine. The possibilities but, are interesting. But right? that, like, that alone, say, boy, this seems like this could be interesting, and leave it alone. We are not interested in it just to say it's interesting. We are interested in... Like we, we think that if we guess something right before everybody else does, it makes us smarter. That's not exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying like it's there are, you know, various possibilities as yes. far as what this could mean. Yes. And those And we have no clue. Of course. But they obviously mean very different things if they were to be true, right? Like it's a fascinating topic currently, and the unknown makes it even more so. But I do understand you can't draw any definitive conclusions at the moment. Like, you can't say anything at all that makes you sound intelligent. There's oh, no way for you to... N- thank you. You can just say random words. Go ahead. Do the um, next one. Buttress. Ah, ooh, that is a good word. Yeah. I do like that word. We, this, is, this is a very American thing that we do. Buttress? Is, no, yes, buttress, correct. <laughs> it's that when we don't know anything, we attempt to talk about it anyway. It is so remarkably American, and maybe it's it's more international than that. Right? Probably like a, I can only speak to probably it, like a just a generational thing. Probably where we are with the internet, I think maybe like social media allowing instant takes and all that. Maybe that's what it is. I I do feel as though this existed before that, though. I do feel like this is just a very American thing 
that well, we, we know best. We are incapable of just saying. I don't saying, know if you know. We're the most exceptional. Oh, are we? Yes. Are we, though? Yes. But are we? Are we sure about Have that? Have you heard? We are incapable of just saying, I don't know. And moving on, we're just we we don't have it in our we we're not we have no ability to just leave things alone. We can't do it. I'll never be able to explain that. We, it's something that I've again. It's part of the reason why I'm here and not somewhere else is because I won't do it. I won't join in in the guessing. It's why uh, I'm not good at sports betting. I this thing. That's the only reason. Well, I mean, it's why nobody's really good at. We're all just guessing, and we want to pretend like we know something. Jeremy's we wanna, pretty good. Well, not recently. I know. Yeah, well. not recently. He made like a lock of the year last night. I threw a hundred bucks on that. Lock of the year. Oh yeah. Of the year. Of the year. Of the year. It was on the Dodgers Phillies over. Of the year. Eight though. and a half. How do you go ahead and decide the lock of the year? Well, what so is that? far. But like what? So that can change. That could be a bigger lock. I just I don't remember what the term was. Grandiose was a, thing to say, you know. I mean, I don't know, man. I love Jeremy, of and course. I I want you to go look at Jeremy's picks every day at pressboxonline.com. But understand <clears> that like Jeremy is guessing too. Everybody, educated guesses. We, we, you keep saying that. What like, are you saying? Jeremy's uneducated. I, I'm not. Well, uh, <laughs> hang on a second. I might be. Let me think about that. That too. But this is. We do this bit where we're like, I'm good at guessing. You're not. You're just. You happen to get it right sometimes. That's the nature of the world. I think you are mistaking my interest and the intrigue at but, like the various possibilities as but, me saying i think i know what's going on but here. talking about them is of no benefit to anyone i like talking yeah that's you you're not adding anything to the conversation buttress like thank, oh, that's a good point you did add buttress thank <laughs> you you did do that you're not adding anything to, to say there's a lot of different possibilities yes you're right and we don't know we have no idea no clue whatsoever if there's something, if you wanted to make a statement like, um, if if Chris Paul wasn't vaccinated, he shouldn't have been so reckless. Like, yeah, but you also have no clue whether he was vaccinated or not. So I don't even know if we'll find that out, just, do we? I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know anything. But would we, <sighs> is it a different timeline for somebody who tested positive while vaccinated as somebody who tested positive without? I mean, I, this is me just genuinely wondering. No, nobody knows anymore. They changed the the protocol so much that, that, that nobody knows. By the way, it was uh, it wasn't that he said that he said top play of the day and max bet. Okay, That's max different. bet lock of the year would be different. Yeah, but well, max bet is pretty significant. <laughs> but still, max bet thro- means throw everything you got at it. Lock of the year says forget I, everything else. I said I threw a hundred. I threw a hundred bucks at it. And I threw them away. I hope old Bet Online enjoys them. <laughs> like I hope they enjoy the hundred dollars that I put on the over in the Phillies Dodgers game that was set at eight and a half and finished at five three. I feel like betting on baseball is a tricky thing. They know a thing or two about setting these lines, by the way. They know a thing or two about it. Yes, it is a tricky How about thing. Glasnow? That was interesting that. as well. Yeah, that's uh that's an in- I mean, I, I again I don't really know. I, mean, I don't know. There's people who are backing. I mean, a lot of yes, people are possible? saying they're of sharing course. that belief. Of, of course, 100. Uh, allegedly, possible. there was yes. some doctor on Twitter who said that the the same muscles that work toward gripping the baseball, right? Like the what you're applying for pressure on the baseball for grip are also the same ones, or are like related to the ones that are protecting your UCL. So, applying extra strain with those muscles, in theory, increased risk for this sort of injury. And right. You know, I mean, it is fascinating. Apparently, the uh, spider tack stuff is an industrial adhesive that's used to, like, lift 300-pound rocks. 
Set, wait, what? Like people use it in like I guess construction capacities to like lift up enormous and heavy things. That's the amount of tack that we are talking here with spider tack. Mm, mm, how about that? How about that? Very. I, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting. I don't. I don't understand why you would even try to introduce that to the equation. How could you be confident that the ball is going to come out of your hand, right? Like, if it's that sticky. I feel like you really got to figure out how to. You were using just a tiny, 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 tiny bit of it, I imagine. But you know, I mean, it's. I, I look. I'm not. I. I. I don't know enough to, to say anything more about but this. Seems but as though people are indicating that what we were positing yes, I, yesterday, I, the sunscreen I, rosin thing, right. is solely for grip, whereas this is yes, for, for manipulation. trying to manipulate the ball. Now, the the step further that people there is the other thing that people have pointed out, which is it is just inherently the wrong thing to do this in the middle of, of the season. Of course, that to allow guys to force pitchers to have to make this adjustment right, on the fly to allow guys to do a certain thing and then in the middle of the year change what it is they're doing is a Reckless mistake. In, it's a mistake in general by baseball and they deserve and not only no be credit seeing for it, the, the downside of it p- perhaps perhaps that's the case that you do this in an off season and that's also maybe why it is that baseball didn't really come away with like huge punishments for this is because they they know it's a mistake to do this in the middle of the year but they got to make it look like they're really cracking down on it. the whole thing isn't is an, is an S show. It, it is a bit of an s show it's a bit of an s show that they've done any of this we will um, I, I, I'm not, again, this is not something that I am capable of going in depth about, and again, not something that impacts us. This is the real problem, is it doesn't impact us at all locally. There's just no... John Means, right? Like, if John if, Means suddenly like, starts pitching horribly... Like you're like, talking about an if, right? Like, you're talking about, right now, it does not impact us in any way locally. Tyler Glasnow's injury does not impact us. Well, you know, so the Rays are in division. They're comp- competitors. Th- yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. It could really come down to the <laughs> Orioles and Rays when the season is over. You make a great... There could be a huge game at the end of the year where Tyler Glasnow is starting against the Orioles with or everything now he's at not, stake. You know? Yeah, well, it would have been. Right. That's a great point. Now it's, Orioles are just going to tee this, off. You this know? could be the path. This Whoever's could be the path. Whoever's scrub they're throwing on the mound, the Rays don't have anyone, you know? I'm not, I'm not trying to be dismissive of these stories. I'm not trying to say they aren't significant. I'm just, again, everything's, everything is unique. And unfortunately, what's going on locally is the Orioles lost again. Matt Harvey's still no good. Hmm. I, I got nothing to say about it. It was a road game. What do you expect? You know? It's a good point. That's all they do yeah. is they just lose 17 straight now. Um, yeah, what's, what's the record? I know the Diamondbacks are threatening it as well. well but the Diamondbacks like, definitely have more than yeah. the Orioles do. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, did you see how they lost last night? I did not. They were up 7 nothing. They were up 7 nothing. A lot of people go to college for seven years. Bottom of the eighth inning, Mike Yastrzemski hits a grand slam for the Giants. We like that. I do enjoy Mike Yastrzemski. Uh, fan of his work. Great guy. Love him. Did you know Yermin Mercedes was in the Orioles yes. system? Did you not know that? I did not know yes, that. he was definitely Would have maybe Orioles. liked to have him get a crack at the old big league eh, club over some, here, you know? Sometimes, sometimes things happen. He was man. mashing, too, in the minors. He hit every step of the way in the Orioles system. I don't even remember what the scenario was. I don't remember all the details. I just think he doesn't have a position, and so we have a lot of those guys here in Baltimore. You know? There are quite a few of those guys. There are quite a few of them. Um, I'm, I'm not. What, I'm upset. I'm, I'm, I'm over it because it's been some time. It has, yes. Yeah, it's been some Since time. Like 2017 or 18, I think he was. You know. Yeah, he was a Rule 5 guy, if I remember correctly. Well, good job um, on their part, you know. I mean, th- again, the mashing. When, you're in a, in, when you're in the portion of a rebuild, this is what I always say about the Rule 5, Nothing wrong with trying to take a look at these guys when your team's not going to be any good anyway. The problem is when you keep using the Rule 5 draft despite the fact that your team's competing and trying to win and you're just giving away roster has spots. Has the reliever to... been decent for the Orioles this year they got in the Rule 5? The what's-his-face has been 
Oh no, uh, scroller is that who yeah, you're talking I think about? So. Yeah, it doesn't. Kind of been non no. non plus. Right? I was thinking of who's the guy. Who is the guy that's been really good? Paul Fry's gonna get well, traded. Well, no, he's been really good. But the other guy, there's been one other guy that's been really good for the Orioles out of the bullpen. This oh Tyler Wells. Okay. Tyler Wells has been really good for the Orioles out of the bullpen this season as well. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. No. Honestly, no pun intended. Just it was the only, the other guy that's been good, and that's the list. That's the list. Matt Harvey, not good. Yeah. Not for good whatsoever. Defense last night also not so great. Well, not you know, so great. You're allowed to have an off night defensively every now and, and again. I mean, every month. It, yes, correct. That's the way that it goes. The Orioles lose again. Uh, the Ravens are out at minicamp. I have nothing to say about it. I'm sorry. I, I like I, when Jeremy was talking when, the other when day. It's big camp, you know. When Jeremy was talking the other day about like the them sending everybody out for a day to like skip the show and watch minicamp, all I could think to myself is like, we're still doing this. Like that's still a thing that exists. I now there's a different level. I get that. You want to be seen there. It's good. The Ravens like to see you there. It's a, that's a whole different conversation. But the, the notion that there is anything to say, I'm sorry. A lot of number changes, Again, Glenn. Oh, thank you. We knew about those. I, I still don't like it. I, I don't either. I got to be honest with you. I don't. Yeah. And it would be problematic for me if I ha- if I was still covering the mm-hmm. team because I wouldn't. there's no way I would be able to remember. I kind of liked the order of things where it's like, this guy plays this because he's wearing this. Yep, 100%. 100% I appreciated that. But it's, it's you know, good for them. They want these numbers. They can have them. So um, I... I, the world in which you try to get worked up about something that you're seeing at a football practice, I've, I've told you a billion times, I will never be able to join you there. I'm sorry. I wish I could. I know a lot of you love that type of content and think that it has some value. I will. There will never be a day where I can join you in thinking that what's happening at football practice is valuable. I, I just... I, I made those mistakes at a younger age when I was doing this, and, and I realized, oh, right, this means nothing. And so, I look, when I hear Rashad Bateman look good, bully, bully. I, I certainly prefer for what I'm hearing to be Rashad Bateman looks good versus it being Tua Tungavailoa throwing five interceptions during the course of a minute. I mean, I prefer for that to be the case, but the notion that that actually means anything come time to play a football game in September – no, I mean stop. Like we're we're smarter than that. We're better than that. We can do that. Uh, as long as nobody's getting hurt out there, God bless the Ravens. Cutting a day off of mini camp for whatever reason, honestly, probably is the best thing that I can imagine they could do. Just frankly, it's one less day that guys could be getting hurt. So yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that, and that's about the extent of what I have to say about Ravens mini camp. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Um, Paul wants me to uh, sort of talk about Paul. You know my rule. Uh, there's a Jeff Ehrman is reporting something on his website today, but he's reporting it behind a paywall. And until that is reported somewhere where it's not behind his paywall, I just don't discuss it. That's that's how he makes his living. Uh, maybe maybe somebody would encourage me to do some similar things. I've, I I'm not gonna uh, give away another man's content for free. At whatever point he either pulls it off the the paywall or or woman. Well, correct. Well, yeah. in this case, it's a man. But I get yeah, Jeff Ehrman is a man. I do but know you that. you did make yes, it seem yes. as though if, it would if only be. If it was be someone a, else. Yes. Very, very good point. If it was someone else, I would do the same thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't do that. I won't do that. And I, I'm sorry. I, I, it's something. I, it does appear on paper to be good news. Like It does appear Recruiting to be Recruiting related, I imagine. I, I'm just not going to say. I'm just not going right. to say because I'm not going to give away. I hear I'm you. not going to give away what it is. Um, it does appear on paper to be good news. But. Just we'll see. In, as soon as somebody else reports it for free, or as soon as Jeff decides, I, sometimes after a few days, Jeff will say, "I, you know, I'm, I'm good with it." Mm-hmm. But you know, 
go subscribe to InsideMDSports.com. Jeff does a good job. If you're a hardcore Maryland fan, you'll probably enjoy his content. All right, uh, let, let us work with the two scenarios we have for Would You Rather Wednesday. I, I, I screwed this up. I admit that openly. I screwed up today. I've never done it before. The first. Never done it before. By the way, Brian Powell says the strong man also use it in their competition to hold on to the weights they need to move from one place to another. Even like doesn't the, that seem like that's cheating a little bit? Oh. I mean, like, doesn't that kind of seem like cheating? <laughs> like, Don't they also use, like, powder? Don't those kind of contradict each other? Wouldn't I, that be? I don't, I don't know. I truly don't Again, know. this is, I'm, I just only have memories of watching the Strongest Man competition where they, like, pick up giant boulders and heave them up little pedestals. I, the best part ever was when they would, like, get inside a bus <laughs> and, like, carry a bus on their shoulders and, like, try they to. still do that? Why don't they I, hear that anymore? Because ESPN got real sports. Come and on. and because it's we never, don't enjoy it. But it's never going to, like, I'm sure it airs somewhere. I'm sure there's, the like. Yeah, or I don't think they. I don't think ESPN News is really a thing anymore. I just think it's like another ESPN yeah, at like this point. Through, like, they just call it ESPN content, News. Yeah. yeah, I think they just air like best of Sports Center commercials or like on a, the shows that aired on ESPN two and you know, yes, two hours later, yeah. like they air them again on ESPN News, and so that might be where it is at this point. I, I genuinely have no idea if they're. I, I think they still might. Well, I'll put start it on the somewhere. the movement. Or they put it on uh, ESPN Plus because they think that niche market will pay. For you ever that hear the content. Brian Regan uh, comedy bit about that? Mm, not sure. It was like in the world's strongest man Maybe. competition. These all these Eastern European names, and it's like here's Klaus Stratovarsanovich, and you're gonna have to haul and heave this piano into that three-story <laughs> window. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane the things you'd be like, like, and you would think there had to be something to it. Like, there's no way this is an actual bus. Like, there's no, it's a trick. This is all, this isn't real. My God, man, that was, uh, it was always entertaining to watch that type of stuff. Uh, by the way, I did finally watch the Bo Burnham thing last night. It's tremendous. It, it's tremendous. It's incredibly impressive. It really is a, like, artistic achievement is what it is. It's also, like. It's not necessarily hilarious all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's, it's dark. dark. It it's is dark. It is really dark. It's very good. And I, it's in part. The music good. is catchy too, right? Yeah, he's like, a, I, I, look, I know nothing about. Bo I didn't Burnham. really I'm get into gonna, him prior. I'm not going to pretend like I knew. The, I finally watched it because everybody kept saying I needed to watch it. It, it's, it's, it is visually and audibly it's a, it's stunning. A, it was masterfully done. But it's it's, it's dark. It is not necessarily it, it, your stand-up comedy. It's definitely not comedy necessarily. Yeah, it's still funny. There's, it's. It, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know exactly. But what I it think is. that's kind of what. Makes but it's it so good. To it's, it is remarkable to look at. There's no debate that it's remarkable to look at. All right. Um, today's show brought to, or, uh, Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where they are celebrating their 25th anniversary. And you can get $25 to Glory Days Grill just by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday today. Answer one of our scenarios, pose one of your own, and you will be registered to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. You can use it. On any of the items on their current seasonal menu, which is the 25th anniversary menu, I think they still have another like week on that. So we're, we're coming up on the end of that, that particular sandwich, menu. Folks. The New York Strip Steak Sandwich, Kyle enjoyed that last week. I've enjoyed the Smoky Thigh Wings on a number of occasions. Uh, on top of that, they also have the Silver Anniversary IPA, the Turtle Cheesecake, as well as the Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger. What's better than a Bacon and Cheddar Burger? How about Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger? It sounds like a terrible idea. Why would you ever want to do that? Jesus. Barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains is all available at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. 
All right, um, just the two scenarios. I, I screwed up. Proctor's a funny guy. Proctor said, uh, Forrester qualifying is a great testament to perseverance. He's been eligible for the Senior Open since 1981. Just shows <laughs> you can reach your goals if you stick to it. Proctor's a funny fellow. I'll he play is, Drew. That Proctor's funny a, guy. He's a funny guy. When yeah, he sleeps. Right? Yeah, he's a funny fellow. Um, am, I, am I frozen, by I the way? I fixed it. You fixed it. Thank you. Kyle, Kyle fixed it. So don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. All right. Uh, two scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one, Would You Rather, I can guarantee that not only will Adley Rutschman be up next season, he'll also win Rookie of the Year. He's so good. Or he's going to have a fairly pedestrian season as a rookie, but Mike Elias surprises everyone and signs his old friend Carlos Correa this offseason. What does pedestrian mean? He's fine. I mean, like, he's not terrible. He's not Chris Davis. He's just pedestrian. 250. He's just, yeah, probably somewhere in that neighborhood. Like, okay. you know, there's there's moments where he looks like a baseball player. There's there's moments. He's not quite Matt Weeders, right? Or he kind of is. No, I'm saying right? like, he's not quite Matt Weeders. Matt Weeders was, was better a, than pedestrian. But he was a 240 hitter at times, right? Like, like for, in some seasons, stretches, he was a 240 yes, hitter. But I'm saying he was, he's not. Matt Wieters was a solid player. He's op- so you're saying Rutschman OPS is like 725. Yeah, he's just he's he's there. You know, you put him in the lineup every day. It's just he's just fine. That's all he is. Not even fine. He's okay, but you're whatever. We'll get into it. What? I mean, he still probably would be great defensively or good defensively. No, I'm right? saying like, he's pedestrian in all ways. In every way, he's pedestrian. That's why he's not quite my, Matt Wieters. He's just pedestrian. He's a pedestrian major league catcher for his rookie year. He's a, a at best replacement level. Where do you get off? What do you mean? How do you? What you having I'm, a laugh? This is I'm I, I'm <laughs> just presenting scenarios, babe. Just presenting scenarios. Number two, would you rather the Ravens sign both Justin Houston and Ty Gurley, but specifically they sign Ty Gurley with a plan for him to have a role in the offense, or they sign neither, no one at all between now and the start of the season. The third one was going to be about Kevin Durant, but I couldn't figure out exactly how to word it, that I wanted it to work. I wanted it to be, would you rather be Kevin Durant with all of the warts and like all the things that people, or just be a player that was beloved in like one city as like an iconic player that everybody in that city loves to death but never won a title? And I was trying to think of the example of that guy, and I was struggling Lillard. with it. Lillard right now, but there's still so much left with Lillard that I don't think we can do that. John Stockton was the guy that came to mind, right? Like, like the I couldn't say Malone because he's a terrible person. Correct, and yeah. nobody would want to be Carl Malone because he's a garbage human being. Yeah. But Stockton was the guy that I kept coming back to that maybe was the example of this. It's just tricky because he's not a scorer. Iverson. It's tough to say that Iverson, like Iverson, had detractors too. I it's think still people. I mean, he's. But not at the same level. In not Philly, at, I think, maybe. Like in, yeah. I mean, he's a god in Philly. You say that. He's not a god in Philly. There are still people that, that find right. his well, warts, too. He's, he fine. is fine. But in the urban-wise, in the urban like, urban wise, he's a god, right? Like, well, the, there's And not people, only Philly, right? Like, that's right, sort like, of... There's a street... But sure, like, yes. But the fact that he would take shots I constantly it, right? and didn't move the ball around sure. like he's not a beloved figure in the same way like he is a player that is still discredited by many despite the fact that he was an all-time mm-hmm. great scorer right like there Giannis. are still 
Eh, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to do it with a current player because their story isn't told, right? Like, it has to be a former player. The hashtag the rest is still unwritten. Thank you, Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've been waiting for that moment for us to pull out our Natasha Bedingfield. And I, the only one I could really come up with that, that fully fits the bill was Stockton. And, like, that's not a great – like, I don't know who's choosing to be John Stockton versus Kevin Durant. I don't think anybody's doing that. He's so, got no swag. That's the point. I think everybody's going to say, yeah, warts and all, I'll still choose to be Kevin Durant over. I couldn't Reggie find. You know, Reggie, you know, I don't know why I never came up with Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller absolutely fits this bill. I don't know why I didn't come up with that. So that'll be your third one. Kevin You're Durant welcome. or Reggie Miller. You're basically. Basically is what we're saying. All right? I'll try to get. I'll try to add that when I get the chance here. Let's go ahead and do number one. I can guarantee not only will Adley Rutschman be up next season, he'll win Rookie of the Year. Or he's going to have a pedestrian season, but Mike Elias surprises everyone and brings back his old friend Carlos Correa this offseason. A lot of layers to this onion. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Um, I do enjoy a good layered onion. So Tim, Brian Powell, Tim Duncan won 100 <laughs> titles. What are you doing? <laughs> the point was they never won a title. <laughs> He was pretty good. Um, who, but who who wouldn't want to be Tim Duncan? I guess that's a different conversation, right, actually. Yeah. Like, I, Tim ma- Duncan seems like he has more personality now than he did when he was playing. I don't disagree with that, but in general, like, who, I get it. who wouldn't take the Tim Duncan path over the the Kevin Durant? I guess Kevin Tim Durant Duncan is also an, that's is a, like a it is a different conversation because Kevin Durant is an I is truly maybe the greatest offensive weapon we've ever seen in the history mm-hmm. of basketball. But still, Tim Duncan had such an overwhelmingly great career. He's well, one he of was, the ten. He's the best power forward ever, probably. Correct, and maybe one of the ten greatest players in basketball history. Yeah. I don't. I Big don't know. Fundamental man. Yeah. Um. So, if it were a scenario where he's only pedestrian offensively and is seven twenty five OPS, but he's still the guy we expected defensively and like in and making a difference as a catcher, but he's not, I would I'm, take that. I'm not giving you that. But, you know. With what we've seen and what we hope for from guys like Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg, and the like, you know, there's still some other shortstops in the system. What is, where is Sir Video right now? I have no idea. I don't know. I have not been paying attention. But, I, but, you know. There's only so many options at this point. Still, the fact that our fears about the lack of middle infield talent in the Orioles system have apparently is that Delmarva is hitting 246 okay have since largely been assuaged right like we are no longer Kate, ringing the bell and saying Caden Caden Grenier is hitting sure and we know he can play defense yeah we are no longer just like they have nothing they have nothing what are they doing where's this i don't feel that anymore at all if anything, I probably would be more inclined to bet on there being a major league shortstop in the Orioles system right now, one way or the other. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that... I understand the difference between that and Carlos Correa, Yeah, that's, right? I'm not, that's a tough one for me, right? Because I think there are players that are playing at shortstop that people... Westberg, they think, is a shortstop. Maybe, but he's so far away that it's like... I think that when Gunnar Henderson was at that level, people were more convinced that he could do it, and it didn't take long for people to suddenly say, "No, we don't really think he can I do think that." that, that we've we've heard people come around on the idea that he could, right? Like uh, not the Henderson. Who did we just talked to? We just talked to uh, who was it that we had? It was um, last week. Who said, Mayo who said Mayo. It wasn't Mayo that no, I'm talking Mayo about. Mayo specifically had, said that he. Yeah, but whoever we had on, who do we have on last week? We had on JJ Cooper from Baseball America, who was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know," but look, it's left side. What we hear, 
the perhaps most impressive thing about his defense are his instincts, his like first step. Mm-hmm. These are look. That's what made Cal Ripken a shortstop, despite being too big. I understand, but I'm not. I'm not saying Gunnar Henderson's Cal Ripken, but I am saying that it appears as though for a guy his size, he's got the requisite traits to stick. Now, a lot can happen between now and then. There's no guarantee that that's the case. But I am taking the production from Rutschman, the immediately being the guy they need him to be from Rutschman, and gambling on the rest of the talent in the system over potentially the hindrance of Adley not being who the Orioles need him to be. So wait, say that one more time. Give me Rutschman winning Rookie of the Year right? rather than questions about Rutschman. This is what most people are coming around to, and it, it, it's the sense that I'm getting is it's specifically about what Rutschman means to this whole thing, that the damage of Rutschman not being the guy is more overwhelming than anything else. And that I'm sort of struggling with, right? Like I'm, I'm sort of struggling with that only because, one, it's one year. I understand. Right? Like I'm not, are, you know, it's correct. rare that you have guys, but it's also and, not as rare as it used to be. What do you mean? I think that rookies have had success. Oh, lots of fresh rookies. Out the nobody's gate. saying rookies can't have success, but but like I think that there are fewer instances that I can think of now. I guess that's not true. Kalanick just got called back, right? The Mariners, number three overall mm-hmm. prospect in the system, got yep. called and demoted and all that. But you know, Tatis. Nobody, fresh out the gates was I, I, just nobody's the saying star nobody's suggesting they, you can't be that guy immediately. I'm not saying that. Well, no, you are in one situation here. Well, in this scenario, <laughs> he won't be. But right. I'm not saying it's because someone can't be. What I'm saying is my issue is the defense. The idea that the idea that he's pedestrian defensively is where I'm having issues with this because I understand rookies coming up in the major league level a 725 OPS is respectable for a catcher. That's above average in general, but. For what we're told about him being ready to be a major league catcher defensively, he calls the best games, all of that, right? Like, you know, now you're talking about something that was a sure thing being mm-hmm. a question. So I don't want that. From uh, KZ, call up Adley, have him go off. Paul, Adley, rookie of the year. If he's mediocre, people will lose their minds. Then Paul speaking to what Adley means in the bigger picture. Uh, Paul from Orlando, I'll take uh, Rookie of the Year for Rutschman. Gives fan base hope for the future. Put Grenier at shortstop. Just wait on Ortiz, Westbrook, blah blah blah. Uh, one of them has to work out. Well, you know, we'll, I don't. I don't know if that's true. From Dave, Dave's one of the few so far that's going the other way. Dave says, Glenn, if the Orioles sign Carlos Correa, it's a sign that they might be willing to do even more. Yes, it's possible that it's just about signing the one guy that Mike Elias knows, but I don't think the organization would go for that unless it was a sign that they believe that they are closer and that they're willing to sign more money in order to spend more money, I think is what you mean, in order to compete. I'm not so sure that that's the case necessarily i don't i think that there could be a factor of they would spend on one guy kind of thing maybe right like maybe but to do it right now it would be odd yeah i would think that would only be a sign of it would be odd to do it i line more up with dave there but i'm not giving it to him either right i'm not saying that it's a certainty but i get i get his point which is at that point you're no longer just signing up to suck at that point you're no longer just going through the motions for the sake of going through the motions like you're 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 doing something and the belief would be that that's a sign of other things to come 
Continue to get me responses for that one, and we'll get to the other two as the morning go along for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Today's show is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Stan the Fan was down at Bowie looking at Adley Rutschman and really Grayson Rodriguez last night. We're going to talk to him next. Slang Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online when a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather Chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today for more than 100 years chesapeake employers insurance has been helping maryland businesses keep their workers safe with competitive pricing and an am best a minus financial strength rating it's no surprise that chesapeake employers is maryland's largest writer of workers comp insurance at the end of every work day someone's waiting for your safe return connect with your agent or visit ceiwc.com Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash around or at Facebook.com slash Sports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms 
but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. Don't forget Tucker Fest coming up June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. The greatest kicker of all time will be there. You got to get your tickets for the meet and greet with him. If you want to meet Justin Tucker, you got to get meet and greet tickets by going to great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com. Not only will Justin Tucker be there, but the day itself is a free family fun event. It's a festival. Um, we're going to have live music. Joey Harkum and Dave Teef will be there. Also, there's going to be the food trucks. There's going to be a dunk tank. I know Jeremy Kahn's getting the dunk tank, raising some money for the Brigance Brigade, which is a wonderful charity. Uh, I think I might be hopping on the dunk tank at one point during the day at uh, Tucker Fest. And the cornhole tournament and vendors... Uh, I know we were just talking about the U.S. Army yesterday. They're bringing out their massive gaming trucks so you can hang out and play uh, video games throughout the course of the day. It's just going to be an amazing day. The event is free. You want to get your meet-and-greet tickets with Justin Tucker, go right now, great8smemorabilia.com with the number 8 for Tucker Fest, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. Special night last night down in Bowie as Grayson Rodriguez made his home debut with the Bay Sox. First opportunity for Orioles fans to really rally up and go check him out. Our next guest was down there. Of course, he is the Chief Grand Poobah here at Press Box. It's a pleasure to welcome Stan the Fan back to the program. Sir, I appreciate I know it's a busy day for you. Thank you for squeezing us in for a couple minutes this morning. It's all right. New paper is out today with uh, the quarterback of the uh, Maryland Terrapins. Yeah, you... you, you, you yeah, close enough. We'll give you we'll give you partial credit for that. So, <laughs> was, was, was I close? You're uh, same, close-ish. Was I in the same zip code? Yeah, Talia Tungavailoa is how he pronounces it. There's, a, there's an oh. N in there that you don't see when you read I it. I did not know that. Yeah, Tung, Tungavailoa is how he pronounces his last name. But well, yes. anyway, I was at Grayson Fest last night. Did right. you know that they called it that last I night? I was unaware that they called it that. I know it was, uh, it was quite the atmosphere last night down in Bowie. It really was. Uh, you know, I look, I've been through, uh, you know, if you go back, date back to maybe, say, Andy McPhail uh, coming in as team president and head of baseball operations and then Dan Duquette, there's been sort of these mini sort of rebuilds that have taken place where you're so excited by people like Adam Lowen or, you know, in the Hayden case of, Ten. Uh, yeah, Hayden 10, uh, you know, Austin Hayes, you know, um, this was, this felt very different. And it, what was the best part of the evening was sort of the, the fan involvement and buy-in, you know, it was, it was tangible. It was something you could really touch. Now, Phil Rye the other night on the Zoom we did with him yep. on Monday 
which is available on the website at Facebook.com. Yeah, go to Facebook.com yep. slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab or go to PressboxOnline.com, and you can see it there, him and Adam Pohl. And I know you got yep. Ryan Odom tonight in the uh, the same location. Stan Show is brought yep. to you by C3 but, American Exteriors. Thank you. Thank you very much. But but what Phil was was talking about, and now I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Now you promoted Sorry. everything. That's okay. Um, this was this was really something very special last night, you know. And am I going to come on here and say, man, this guy is the second coming of Bob Gibson or Tom Seaver? No, I'm not going to say that. In fact, he was roughed up a little bit last night. He gave up runs in the third and fourth inning, uh, was taken out in the fifth inning, rather than have him sort of get into any high high pressure max out uh, performance. Uh, but you could see that this guy is the real deal. This guy is going to be a very talented pitcher. There's no question he's, a, at the very least, a really solid number two pitcher. So you were texting with me last night, and you brought up an observation just about something not, not necessarily specific to Grayson, but more about Adley Rodriguez that I thought was fascinating. Um, I mean, Adley Rutschman. Oh, I said Adley Rodriguez. I just made them two. Well, by the way, I'm all fav- I'm all in favor of tying them together forever with they, they success. May, they may be tied together. Yeah, right. Um, but, no, something that you saw from Adley Rutschman last night that jumped out at you. Yeah, it was absolutely unbelievable. And, Glenn, i got to give an- another thing about Adley Rutschman. I mean, this is, I saw Adley Rutschman play at, at Aberdeen in 2019, yep. sort of the end of the season uh, in 2019. So this was my first real game that I feel like, you know, I caught him when he's in the midst of what he is. He, during the innings when the Orioles were batting, this is aside from what you wanted me to talk about, He's, a, he's going out and grabbing bats like he's the bat boy. <laughs> and he did it like four or five times. He went out and cleared the bats of the guys who had hit. It was just quite remarkable to see how engaged Some people he is. just really love it, baseball, man. Like, they just... He, he is something else. But the thing you wanted me to talk about that I noticed is at the end of each inning, whether it ended with a pop-out, a ground-out, he's running... Not walking slowly, he's running his body language is the day. This is sort of an urgent thing. And he's conferring, he's bopping, you know, they, they fist bumped each other, he and Grayson. And there was conversation going on into the dugout. And what, what it reminded me of, and, you know, I know a lot of times we, we say that the pitcher is the quarterback because on on nothing takes place without the pitcher having the ball in his hand. But the quarterback of the team is really the catcher when you think about what it should be. And that's what we're going to get when Adley Rutschman does get to the big leagues, is we're going to have a catcher that we've never seen the likes of before. I, I, like, I like everything about that. I love the sounds of it. Stan the Fan is with us here on GCR. Stan, you referenced what the night was as far as the atmosphere and what it meant to the fans. And... I was talking about this with Eric uh, Arditi yesterday. I, I have bumped into people, and I'm sure you deal the same because people talk to you about baseball all the time, who just say, look, I'm not on board with this, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching losing baseball. And the majority of my life, I've spent watching losing baseball, and I don't care if you tell me this is what the Astros did. 
I'm I I it just doesn't I don't want to I don't want to keep watching the team lose. I'm I'm uninterested in that. And I understand it. I understand what they're saying. It's no fun. The moment having another moment. I compare it to the night where they drafted Adley and you know, we all went and packed over at Jimmy's to watch it. Like having things for the fan base to be able to grasp and to feel like are real in the meantime the significance of that knowing how difficult and how painful this really is for Orioles fans yeah uh, it was definitely sort of a marker on on this uh, trail you know and and listen i'm i'm as sick as anybody about this and i would be absolutely as much as i buy into what michael elias is trying to do i would be absolutely beside myself if they trade Trey Mancini without at least giving it a shot to to keep him in in town uh, because i think they're at the point where i've referred to it in writing glenn that michael elias is kind of like the plate spinner you know like on the ed sullivan show okay. on television yeah. kind of, he's got four different plates up in the air and what they do is they take they take your attention away for from what he's wearing or something like that. Um, there's a, there's got to come a time when you stop spinning plates and you start saying, Hey, we're putting a stake in the ground. This is what we want to build around. You know, nobody for a second is suggesting that they make a mistake of the magnitude of Chris Davis, where you tie in to uh, Trey Mancini for seven or eight years. Uh, although maybe he could still stay here seven or eight years but it seems like a four-year, $45 million investment in Trey Mancini would send a loud message to the fans that, hey, we are kind of ready to move forward together rather than get three more prospects and a, you know some money for international signing or something for him. Um, I think we're all a little tired of that. And I think the one criticism, and I was talking to Peter Schmuck about this the other day, um, is that where he's probably, Michael Elias has probably made the one mistake, is not investing about another 6 to $10 million in the pitching staff right now, you know, this year. It could be vastly different if Matt Harvey was the guy I wanted, Colin McHugh, for only $800,000 more, or they had signed, been in the hunt for somebody you know, that was a reasonable piece in the major leagues right now instead of trying to, again, spin plates with this pitching staff. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, Stan. I do. I, I do. I, I And I, I worry that at some point you're, you're better being this than being the Reds, you know what I mean? Like you're better being the team that's not trying at all versus the team that's trying a little bit only to just be mediocre. But I, I understand what you're saying, and I think the Mancini point is bigger than that. And I – I've leaned this way far more with Mancini than even, say, John Means, where yeah. the, the value of Trey Mancini in a trade is just not – it's not significant. It's, it's not. Right. You can trade him, and you'll get something for him. I mean, the Red Sox yeah. got two pieces for Mitch Moreland a year ago. Like, you'll get something for Trey Mancini if you trade him. But his value here is, is overwhelming. It's far greater. Right. Far greater. It's overwhelming no, no, no. what his value is here. And so I don't think you can match in a trade – what you get for Trey Mancini versus what his value is here. I think it's impossible for that to be the case. Whereas yeah, I like I, I like John Means. I think he's a good guy and a good story and all that. But, you know, if there's some world in which you can get an overwhelming haul for John Means, 
and you're not committed to buying out his arbitration years, I'm way more inclined to that than I am listening. I think the Trey Mancini thing is unique in that way, in that you just, I just don't think you can do in a trade market anything that matches what his value is to this city and this team. And because of that, not only will I not be bothered if they don't trade him, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of closer to where you are, which is just, just make, put the stake in the ground with Trey Mancini. If, if, if Trey Mancini is blocking a future for the, the first base thing shouldn't be the problem, right? Like you need to find your talent, the rest of the field. I, I yep. shouldn't be concerned about, well, you'd be blocking a future first baseman. If, if that's what it is, it's because that guy didn't, you know, make it work at whatever position that he had originally. You know, the other thing about this, Glenn, is if you sign Trey for the type of deal you and I are estimating it would cost, and you might think it's a little more than that, but I'm thinking $45 million yeah. to $50 million. Yeah. So for four years. But there's not a team that wouldn't want to still trade for Trey Mancini. In other words, it's not like you've totally sort of castrated your ability to trade Trey Mancini. No team that would be interested in Trey Mancini – Chicago White Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers are going to say, ah, God, I really wish they hadn't assigned him because now he's going to make $13 million a year. That's, I'm not calling it chump change, but it's not really gigantic money in today's world. No, and, and again, I, like, with the assumption being that Trey would like to be here and so he'd be more inclined to sign. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm closer to where you are than I am to hey, you got to trade him. Hey, I had one more point I'd like to make, yep. and, I, and I'm I'm fine for another several minutes or so. Uh, well, I, I, we we got somebody else coming up here at the top of the hour, okay. but that's okay. okay. We always have but time for you. Quick, Phil Phil Rye the other night brought up an interesting point because I've talked to a number of people now that say, why are they going so slow with Adley Rutschman? You know, he's a Double A. He's he's really tearing it up there. Let's let's move him up to Triple A. And I, I brought up the notion that I think that Michael Elias and Sig and the guys, they think it's very valuable for him to catch Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, and get familiar with them, yeah. even if the time schedule doesn't match up perfect, that when they get to the major leagues, they're going to see a guy they know, and he'll remember them, what they're like, and all that. He said, yeah, there might be something to that. He said, Michael Elias might be slow-balling this a little bit because, and this is the way he explained it, and he, he admitted, he said, I'm pretty sure this is the case. If they would bring uh, him up this year, let's say August 31st, he comes up to the Orioles, the Orioles have to put him on their 40-man roster. And if he's on the 40-man roster and there is a lengthy uh, stoppage next year at the beginning of the season, they can't say, Oh shoot! There's a stoppage. Let's let him play at Norfolk. He's, if you're on the 40-man roster, you're not allowed to play in minor league it's, baseball. It's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that possibility. I at had all. never thought about that. So again, here's a guy that missed a year of real development time right. last year. It's nice that he was at the alternate site, but that may be one of the real reasons that you may see him at Bowie for say another month. And then he gets like another month. Up, but I, I uh, guess the question would be, if if that's the scenario, couldn't they also not bring him up next year either? 
I think once he's gotten on the forty man roster, yeah, then so well, I don't have I, options, right? Like, there's been forty. I feel like they manipulated can, the roster so many times when Duquette was here that there no. Were but he's saying if you're been, on the forty man roster specifically, it doesn't sure, matter right. if you get sent back down. If you're on the forty yeah. man roster specifically, and once he's on, he's on. But you can't. Yeah, um, you, you, the only way to get get him off at that point is to DFA, right, and expose him. So exactly right. So you're not doing that. Claim. Yes. Yeah. You're well, not that doing doesn't. That. Add up. I mean, there's only 25 men on the major league roster. There's 15 guys that have to be playing yes, minor they're, league. They're ball. guys that they don't care if they get the guy. The other guys that are on the major league roster so that those are playing are the guys minor that leagues could are be guys blocked by yes, other teams. They are unconcerned yeah. about whether or not those guys disappear. They're 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 extensive. It's an interesting. I mean, it's an interesting there might, be, there might be five or eight of them that they would like to keep. Right. But, but the most important thing is, do you run the risk? And I'm going to talk to Elias about it when I get the opportunity. Do you run the risk of screwing up? two more months of his development next year where I think we'd agree it's imperative that he play baseball and then possibly be ready when the strike's over to, to be a major league Look, baseball I, player. I'm, I'm in no rush with Adley, but the strike thing is that's that's fascinating. I have to think that through a little bit more, right? Yep. Like, yep. I, I don't think you can make your decisions specifically based on that fear. I, I, I don't. I don't think you can do that because – I think you end up potentially creating more harm than good for something that might not even happen, right? Um, but I'm not in a rush either with Adley Rutschman. I, I think that I think we've all kind of worked around the assumption that next year was the year, and I'm good with that. And if next year is the year with like a quick cameo at the end of this season, that means they leave him down for an, a month to start next year in order to, to trade off the time frame. You know, I, I'll live, I, right? I hear you. But, I hear you. I, I will tell you this one thing. He does not look too concerned about it. He looked like he was having a great time playing the American pastime last night. That's cool. It's cool to hear. All right. Uh, today is when the paper's starting to roll out. So either yep. today or at least by tomorrow, you'll be able to get to your neighborhood Royal Farms and pick it up. Talia Tungavailoa on the cover. University of Maryland quarterback. Some Olympic stuff in there. Local connections to the Olympics. Lots of Ravens and Orioles coverage. It's all available. I'm going to drop a bundle by in the next 15 minutes. Love that. Love that. All right. All right, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for thinking of me, and uh, it was really a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you, Stan. Stan the Fan Charles checking in with us. Chief Grand Poobah here at Press Box. He was down in Bowie last night watching Grayson Rodriguez and Adley Rutschman. Our number one of today's program is in the books. It was also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. And speaking of Glory Days ironic that we're doing this today as our next guest has a new book out and that book is called glory days and it's available right now wherever you get your books he is one of my favorite people you know how much i love tennis of course he's with the tennis channel si as well he's the great john wertheim and he joins us now here on gcr john it's glenn and kyle in baltimore it's great to chat with you as always man thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning Pleasure. Good to be here. How are you? I'm great, man. John, I, I got to apologize. I can't wait to read the book. Uh, Strokes of Genius, still to this day, one of my favorite books of all time. Um, I have not gotten it yet. So I haven't had the chance to, and I hate doing these before I've read the book yet. Take me through. I was one year old at this point in my life. Your, your interest in writing about 1984 
in in both fronts where did it come from why was this the path that you wanted to go down oh man i mean it, it started out on personal interest and i was uh i'm, I'm older than you I'm, I'm dating myself i'm older than you are but i was uh was 13 years old in 84 and the olympic trials for basketball were held in my hometown of, of bloomington indiana bob knight was the coach everybody came to, to my town jordan barkley stockton patrick ewing and it didn't seem especially remarkable at the time but uh you know in retrospect what a crazy um you know what, what good fortune um you know you'd go after after school if you're bored you'd, you'd go to the assembly hall the doors were unlocked there was no security you'd walk in and you could watch michael jordan practicing and um, I, I wrote about it for sports illustrated and someone said this would be a great book and i said you know it's, it's a fun story i don't know if it could sustain itself for a book but i started poking around at what else was going on that summer and was just sort of blown away and all the uh, all the events and some of it was coincidence and some of it was for a reason but in in the 90s you know you had bird and magic playing in the nba finals for the first time you had jordan getting drafted, you had an Olympics, you had Wayne Gretzky winning his first Stanley Cup. I mean, it's just an incredible amount of sort of memorable sports occasions took place that summer. And uh, I sort of said, you know what, maybe there's something here telling the story of why, not just, yes, this happened, but but sort of the why and the how. Um, and that was, uh, so the book, book started as a, as a sort of a, a personal journey, but quickly became much more about sports in America and media and commerce and technology. And uh, that's sort of, um, that's, that's how we ended up uh, where we ended up. You've, you've talked to so many people in your career, be, be it for SI or 60 Minutes, wherever it is. Was there anyone that you got to speak to for this book that you had never spoken to before and it meant something particularly meaningful to you? Um, oh, that's a great question. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of it I was able to lean on, you know, Bob Costas and David Stern. I mean, I, I certainly had known David Stern and talked to him a number of times, but I had, he, he was really such a help project and had a lot of good memories that were both personal and specific memories, but also just sort of general about where the country was, where sports were. Uh, he was no longer commissioner, so he wasn't running around. And I, I got to spend some, some quality time with him. Um, I, had a, I had a good interview with Mike Tyson, I, I realized doing this book that it was this, uh, it was sort of the sweet spot where every, you know, p- people don't say, wait a second, who's Prince or wait, wait a second, who's Michael Jordan, who's Magic right. Johnson. I mean, everyone knew the figures, but it was far enough away so that people could really speak freely and they uh, could really sort of, nobody worried about offending someone or pe- people were sort of, they, they were able to be candid, but at the same time, um, you know, everyone knew who we were talking. It wasn't wasn't ancient history. Um, I, I did not. I mean, you know, the, the, the full disclosure is I, I tried and, and did not get Michael Jordan, but everyone, you know, John McEnroe and David Falk and you know, again uh, Tyson. I mean, every, everybody I did talk to was was fantastic. Um, and I think people have a lot of, you know, pe- people love nostalgia. People love, uh, you know, people love sort of where are they now, and people love reliving uh, history that was meaningful to them. But I also think people understood the premise of the book, which was this was really a, a pivotal summer for sports and the, the multi-trillion dollar industry it's become today. Um, this summer of 84 is, is a major reason why. 
Uh, again, John Wertheim is with us. The book is Glory Days, and it's available right now. We've linked it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, so you can go get it from Amazon. I, I just want to, John, again, and I apologize for not having been able to read the book yet. I just When we say 1984 in Baltimore, it's very troubling. It's not a year that we like to relive because there was a football team that relocated. Can I hope that that was not part of the, the story of Glory Days? Oh, man. That, uh, that, that football team relocated to uh... – to my hometown, I'll have you know. Mm, um, but uh, no, mm. no, you, it was uh, there was remember the, the cover of darkness and the snow and the Mayflower vans. Yeah, uh, yeah, we do, John. We do remember. This is, this is June, July, August. All right, we, all right. Uh, thank we, God. We end, end this at Labor Day. Thank God, that's the case. All right, uh, John. I have to be selfish. I want to talk tennis with you because um, I love tennis, and and we've talked tennis so many times over the years. Um, uh, where are you as far as it, like it? Is it just over? Is the debate there? There is no reason to have a debate anymore, even though he doesn't have the record yet. It, it's it's Djokovic because literally every measurement says this man is the greatest player that ever played this sport. Oh man, um, it, it is getting harder and harder to make an empirical case uh, that it is not Djokovic for greatest ever, and I think uh, we are seeing. The, you know, you can change the rules of engagement, right? I mean, I, I see some people on social media and well, but you have to account for who's done more for philanthropy or right. how do we account for Federer's grace or uh, Nadal's persistence? But, you know, you, you've got to, I mean, imagine if this is another, imagine if this is uh, the Jordan LeBron debate or, you know, Manning Brady. And you, you've got, you've got one guy who's, you know, right now it's 2020 19 for, for the non tennis fan audience. Uh, you know, Roger Federer has 20 majors, Nadal has 20 majors, Djokovic has 19. So he's one away. He's the youngest of the three. He's the only one to have won all four of them twice. He has a winning head to head record against both of them. He's been at number one longer than either of them. I, I just think um, if, if the the debate is not over. It's, it's either winding down or one of them's got to have a really strong late career rally. Djokovic is, yeah, Djokovic is in pole position right now. I, I think everything you're talking about, by the way, and, and throwing the Master Series, obviously, too. He's he's the only guy that won all of the Master Series events. Like, I, it, just all of these measurements. It's tough for me because I, I adore Roger Federer, right? I do think that being a wonderful human being, and obviously Djokovic has had some ups and downs in that department. I do think it it should matter and it should stand for something. But you know, it it just doesn't conflate who is the greater tennis player. And it's with no offense to Roger Federer, who I think raised the bar more than maybe any player we've ever seen before. It's just that this guy came along, and by every tangible measurement, is is better than he is. Unfortunately, maybe you take. So, you know, I, I'm the one who raised the bar, who made you better. I mean, maybe Roger. Yeah, right. For that. I don't, you know, the guy, uh, as long as we're talking tennis, I mean, can, can we pause for 30 seconds? If it's, you know, Pete Sampras turns 50 this summer. Yeah. Pete, Pete Sampras retires from tennis as the all-time major winner. Right. By, it's been decades and decades since by, he's got By two, right? Like, like, is, like, he got yeah, some. Like, yeah. It's like, um, but we thought this was like Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. You know, we thought this was just 14 majors. That's insane. (laughs) And now he he turns 50 years old, and he's number four, and a a distance four at that. So, um, you know, I guess there's there's a moral there somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people said, oh, Roger Federer, we're never going to see another like him. And he may may be, if if Sampras is four, Federer may end up at three. 
Um, yeah. Which is yeah. It's just, but I, you know, I think some of this honestly is about you know we talk about oh it's it's you know this great era and golden age, but I think what we're learning is people respond to a bar being raised, right? I mean, I think it's not a coincidence yep. that better set the standard, and now everyone knew what the standard was. Here's what I'm going to have to do if I want to be the best, and people react to that. And I think it's actually really sort of an interesting uh, kind of laboratory about uh, competition. I, I completely agree. And by the way, if you are a Federer fan, and I don't know how any of you would be that have never read Strokes of Genius, I guess maybe you don't like the ending. Um, but I, I, I cannot I, – please go read that book. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a wonderful, wonderful read if you're a tennis fan at all. Um, uh, uh, quickly to, to Wimbledon, the chances of either Federer or Serena, those, like, those are clearly the big stories. It's like golf this weekend. It would be so much more significant if Phil Mickelson wins. What, what are the actual chances of either of them – truly making a run to championship weekends. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. As we, uh, we are doing this live and, uh, in, in the last hour. So, you know, I don't know if you saw Federer just lost, uh, yeah. this grass court tune-up event, um, which does not bode well. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, if, if you're Roger Federer, you say, look, last time I played Wimbledon, I came within a point of winning the title. Um, Novak Djokovic, managed to defend that point and, and go on and win. But yep. I, you know, and I, I think Serena too, um, Serena can play great. They're both 39 years old. They are both sort of, uh, at, at the same stage in their career. They're both playing very sparingly. They both probably have their best chance on grass. I think Serena has the better shot, mostly because Novak Djokovic doesn't play women's tennis, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I mean, Roger Federer is probably one of the top five picks. And the fans will be for him, and the best of five format helps him, and his track record helps him. But I mean, how how do you, you know, I mean, Novak Djokovic is like, uh, I guess I think it's in, he he is to uh, tennis what red is to the color, you know, the, the color scheme of a stop sign right now. I mean, he's just dominating the whole sport. Boy, so what a line that I is! I think Serena probably has a better chance. Had you used that somewhere else before, or is this the first time you you, you threw that one out? That that is that's gold. I think I did John chartreuse to uh, I think I think I did chartreuse to tennis ball. God, that is gold, man. Uh, John Wertheim, quickly, I know I need to let you go. Um, uh, who who is who is um, this book for? Who is Glory Days for? Who's going to love reading this book? Um, I think you know the, the, the short answer is it's, it's nostalgia. It's people of a certain age who have fond memories of '84. But I hope people who are younger will enjoy it too and get a sense of sort of when we talk about signature shoes and TV deals and then the rise of Jordan and celebrity. I mean, I, I hope it has relevance to sports fans no matter what age because I think this summer really, uh, you know, I mean, that, whatever the caption of the book, you know, what, I don't have it in front of, but you know, this is this was the summer sports went big time. So I think people who grew up in that summer and remember Bruce Springsteen and Prince and Ghostbusters and where's the beef will enjoy the nostalgia, <laughs> but I hope general sports fans will, uh, will appreciate it for just how important this 90 day period was. I, John, I, I really cannot wait to read it. Um, I am looking forward to it. I, I promise you a book report the next time you and I have a conversation at John underscore worth. on Twitter is how you follow him. John, thank you as always taking the time for us this morning. Let's do it again soon. All right. It's, I'm holding you to that book report. I promise you. Promise you, my friend. John Wertheim. Appreciate him taking the time for us, as always. Love that guy. Of course, uh, SI, Tennis Channel, and and just an incredible author. 60 Minutes, of course. You see him talking to some of the most influential people 
in the world every week. And you. Yes, and me. Right? <laughs> like we've done we've done segments with John Wertheim. I mean, like John Wertheim came on with us. That he wrote the book about the Federer and Nadal match. Like he came on with us the morning after the Federer and Nadal match. This is in the hell year with his men. Oh eight was that the year it was? Jesus Christ. Who was he talking about? Was it no, Federer? He was talking about with the stop sign. No, he's saying that Novak okay. is that's that at this point Novak is the tennis. What if if you just went and won the French Open on somebody else's best surface, and now you get to go play on your surface? And I somebody would argue it's this is really Roger Federer's surface, but he's thirty nine. It's yeah. you know it's just it's not the same. But it's the argument is that this should be easier for Novak Djokovic than winning the French Open was. Oh well, yeah, of course. I mean that seems reasonable. It's right? just <laughs> it's difficult to fathom now. You know, it is a little bit more condensed. That was brought up by Pam Shriver this week. It's it's how much did he exert himself? Two weeks versus three weeks, and he did have to play multiple five set matches. Um, his his He's probably f- sleeping in a biometric chamber. So. Yeah, his final he played. He had to come back from two sets down twice during the French Open. So he did probably exert himself a little bit more than a typical tournament. But who's fresh, right? Like Manny Fresh. Thank you. Great point. Manny Fresh is fresh. There is something to be said for that. Manny Fresh is fresh. Thank. What's Manny? Is he? Is he still kind of hanging? I think. Is he still with us? Yes. Okay. All He's right. Alive. Just wanted to make. He's alive. When you don't hear from someone for a little while, I think he had a feature on someone's album once. Okay. Recently. I'll believe you. I will believe that's the case. All right. Uh, today's program also brought to you today by the BMW Championship. Father's Day is this Sunday. Give the gift of golf this Father's Day. Tickets to the 2021 BMW Championship here in Baltimore are available now at BMWChampionship.com. It's going to be an amazing weekend out at Caves. The PGA Tour's top 70 golfers coming to Baltimore to compete in the 2021 BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. Secure your tickets, bmwchampionship.com. He might not be one of the top 70, but he's a good one, and unbelievably, we're talking to him about an athletic accomplishment this week. I, I am still confused by that. Drew Forrester joins us next. He's playing in the U.S. Senior Open. That's a really effing big deal. We'll chat with uh, our buddy Drew next. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Thomas Kenzora profiles University of Maryland quarterback Talia Tongavailoa and his chance to deliver the Terps to Big Ten prominence this year. Also inside, Bo Smolka breaks down the Ravens' offensive line, a look at Coppin State's Olympic connection, and much more. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. I'm kept forcing young Jack to get up and move elsewhere. It's the way it goes. Our intern young Jack is here. KZ has just wandered in for no particular reason. He's here. I don't, it, and, and I don't know. He doesn't, maybe he wanted to eat more. There's still half a pie, right? Somewhere. Is that what it is? Put it in the fridge, right? Maybe he wanted some more pie. Ken Zalas has stopped by the studio this morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. What are you doing? I I came over to say hello and hadn't talked to John in a while. I don't don't understand this bit. Like We say, hey, if you're coming by, let let us know. We can arrange time. I know, but but I, I, I saw your rundown, and I thought you were busy. But actually, can I just tell you one thing? We had, a, we had a loaded lineup today of Stan the Fan, Charles, Drew Forrester, and John Wertheim. Drew's a big deal now. I don't, it's unbelievable. I mean, I mean, I mean. We're look, actually interviewing him. We look, have to interview Drew. Look, the, we, we've uh, got since 2003 yeah. at that place that doesn't exist anymore. Yes. But – 
it's like what you, it's really cool because no, Drew, it's, it's Drew, Drew cool. nobody's debating that. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, he's wrong on most things, but yes. Drew, I mean, and golf, it's just like this is one of the coolest things I've I've seen in well, a I don't, long, long I don't, time. I don't, I don't disagree with that. But you're still alleging that we had a loaded show today, and we did well, not. Well, that's loaded. A load. He's a big deal the, now. The you first know? thing I said to Kyle could when I got in here today is we could really use one more real guest on the program. Well, today. I don't know if I fit that bill. Yeah, in no, either, but that was either the point. direction. The point is, we didn't okay. have it, I, so I, we had plenty of time I'm, for you. I, I know. I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I just want to tell you about the pie thing. Yeah. So if and, you I te- it, and I text both it, of you. KZ was here last Friday paying off his draft draft bet. He he sang a little Bone sang. Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, yeah. He wore his belly shirt. That's the best part of the performance, by the way. The belly shirt played. That was uh, I I I, was I worked hard on that. And I think he did a good job cooking the the thing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it, was, well, it yeah, looked I mean, as right. expected. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, by I the way, it. and again, the the belly shirt got a huge thumbs up yes. from Quinn Miners. Not yes. only did he like it on Instagram. When I when we posted it to my story on Instagram, oh. he went back and liked it again. Oh, look at that! He was and he responded to it. Oh, he was way that. in yes. on the belly shirt. No, that, that, but but I I, I don't know. Fortunately, he doesn't play for the Ravens. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know if I text both of you. I know I text Kyle, but I felt so horrible the entire. I had headaches. <laughs> I was nauseous the entire day. So, I was, we were talking about how was like, that because the of, one bite that I had. No. Was that, that because of what it was or because of, because of the amount of food that you consume that you wouldn't normally consume? Because I have felt... I, 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 I haven't had a food headache in a really long time. Well, because you also, like, like uh, you got yourself together a little bit. A little you, bit. You couldn't tell it, from the belly shirt. but Yeah, but you no, know. but if you don't remember, Ken had, Ken had the, the David Letterman situation. Yeah. He had, like, eight heart attacks at once. Well, the, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, he, he nearly died. Nearly. Nearly. Thankfully, you thankfully, are yeah, Thankfully, not. Obviously, pie, I did right? not. But I, I don't know if it, was, um, if it was because of the sheer volume of it, but it just... It just sat like I f- I could feel it no, I, sitting in me the entire day. I took and the it's like, one bite of the bread with the spaghettios on top. I told you the bread did it for me. The it bread was, was the bread was tasty. The bread the butter <laughs> butter on bread is always going to be good if you throw that. But the it was the the lingering aftertaste yes. of spaghettios oh that lingered for a long time. But I just I I didn't I I didn't realize that I would feel it in the way that I felt it. As the day went on, and I, I was just, I, I was miserable. See, that happens to me with volumes of food. It's not, it doesn't have to be a disgusting particular food, but like I have, I have had. We did a, we did a wing thing one day at the old. You mentioned the old radio station doesn't exist. Uh, our friend Ashley Bischoff and I did a wing challenge one time, and I enjoyed the wings. They were quite tasty, but I still same thing. Headache, just, just. Felt awful. Felt truly awful based on the volume of food that. Yeah, I, I, I can honestly say I will never eat spaghettios again. <laughs> well, but why would As you? An adult, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, me saying. I mean, at this it's point, like me yeah. saying if Drew doesn't win, I'll never watch the U.S. Senior Open again. Like, <laughs> I actually am going to watch the U.S. Well, Senior Open now. I probably they're not going to. They're going to have him as the marquee. You know, they're not going to show a lot of Drew. Drew Forrest for tea time unless right he wins. No, but I want to. Who knows who he's paired with? I hope it's I hope it's daily. God, I hope it's daily. Oh my god, that would oh be awesome. Oh my god, it'd be amazing if it was. If it was daily, there's I would think about flying out to Omaha. <laughs> if he gets paired with daily, I might go out there. I he might is, go out he there. He is go. here. Right oh, he's now, here. By the way. All right, hang on a second. Drew Forrester, if you don't know, who normally we just we bring on to kill time mostly. We actually have something to talk about with him this time. Drew Forrester, Drew'sMorningDish.com has qualified for the U.S. Senior Open, which is 
a, a true, genuine accomplishment, and I'm very happy for him. Uh, Drew, Drew Casey's here hanging out this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? You don't sound happy for me. I, I can't. First of all, <laughs> wait a second. Did I not genuinely send you a text? By the way, you're not allowed to come. What do you mean I'm not allowed to come? I put you on the list. The they, hell are they, you, you're, doing, they, you're doing the Bryson DeChambeau bit? You're going to kick me out? <laughs> they send you a list of things, and they say, is there anybody you don't want on property? And I said, yes. I was going to – hey, wait a second. I was going to come do what we used to do for the uh, former UMBC women's basketball coach. I was going to come oh. over there and hassle some people for you. I love it. I and that I might need you for. Yeah, I was going to come over there and talk to oh, you. Oh, now you're not allowed to breathe anymore without getting oh, a I said, I said, I stood up. It was funny. When we were, when Drew and I used to go over to the women's basketball games at UMBC a couple times a year. And I, the point was for me to go over there and, and get after somebody. And this particular time it was an official and I, I stood up and I yelled loudly. I said, what? You call fouls for breathing now? They, this got us the uh, the coach yep. of the team turned around and gave me the old throat slap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He yep. said, he said, all right, let's ease up a little bit. And then he called me back that uh, sent me a text that night and said, hey, you're welcome to come out anytime you want. <laughs> the other guy, yeah, I don't know. All right, so when we talked to you last week, you were like, I maybe, maybe I could. Did. When did you know you could actually do it? At what point did you <laughs> say, holy crap, this might actually happen? Well, um, I, you know, it's weird. it is weird. I did not. I played pretty well. We had our member guests this weekend. It kind of got rained out, and they moved it to Saturday and Sunday. And I played really good on Saturday, and I did not play very well on Sunday. I, I saw that on Twitter. I saw a few I, people saying that. I, I didn't play well Sunday, and I went home at like 4 o'clock, and any other time, if I had an event the next day, because the plan, I would normally not have played Sunday and then just kind of rested and hit some balls for Monday. But because the thing got moved because of the rain, I had to play Sunday. And I got home at like 4 o'clock. My family was out of town. They were in Hagerstown. So I was just there watching golf. And I'm like, I think I'm going to go to Pine Ridge and hit some balls and try to figure this out. And I don't know why, but I, after like 20 minutes of sitting there kind of watching TV and contemplating, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going out. I, I, whatever I got tomorrow, I got. I'm just going to lay here and watch TV and relax and go to bed. And I didn't go hit balls, which is totally out of my character. I would usually go hit balls and try to figure out what I was doing. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. So I got up the next day. I didn't even take a caddy with me, which, again, is like really out of character for an event of this magnitude. I didn't take a caddy. I carried my own bag. You're not allowed to ride. So I carried my own bag. Um, Salt of the earth over here. I, 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 know I didn't it, know physically you were still capable of doing that, Drew, if uh, I'm being honest with you. And then the other dumb thing is you are permitted to wear shorts in the event, and I don't know why, Leather but slacks. I wore long pants. I sweated my rear end <laughs> off the whole day. And um, I, I, I played – I hit the ball really good the first five holes. I was one under. I made a double on a hole, but I didn't really do anything dumb. I just didn't hit a good drive, and I tried to – my best to make a bogey and I couldn't, I made a six, but then I buried the very next hole and that really kind of calmed me down. I'm like, okay, I'm still even, I'm seven holes into this thing. I got two pretty easy holes coming up. I didn't birdie either one, but I'm like, okay, I turned it even par. I knew from my history at the course 
I thought this this was at Argyle, correct? Argyle in Silver Spring, and I knew, I knew in my history there would be someone would shoot really good, like five or six under, which didn't happen. But I thought, you know, a couple under could be in the hunt. Two or three under could be in the hunt, and um, I played really good on the back, but I just I didn't make any birdies, but I hit it good, and I. At one point, one of the guys in the group said, man, you are really hitting the ball well. And, and I didn't want to say, like, I know, dude, if you'd have seen me yesterday, you wouldn't believe it. I just – that kind of – when he said that to me, it just triggered something in me. I'm like, I am playing good. I just need to make a couple putts. And um, I made a birdie at 17, and then at 18, I hit this the greatest six iron I've ever hit in my life to, like, six feet, and I made it. And all of a sudden, when I went to the board – there was a guy in at three under, which I wasn't surprised by, and I was the only other guy at one under. And the whole afternoon group still had to play. So I, I finished it I finished at one, and all the rest of the afternoon guys were playing from 12 to 2. So I literally had five hours to Just wait. sit there oh, wondering, right? So I, um, I went and took a nap in the locker room. The course was closed. All the facilities were closed, but the locker room was open. I went and took a nap, and I got up at 3, and I went and got a sandwich, and I went back and showered, and I never looked at the board. A lot of guys just sit there and refresh their phone. I never looked at the board. I went back out there at like 5 o'clock, and the guy, a guy who had shot 69 with me, not with me in my group, but in the morning wave, another guy did come in at 69. He was still sitting in the same chair he had been in when I left. So I knew, I knew he was, if he was still there, I knew you were still still. in it. Right. And, um, so he said, Hey, I got a chair for you here. Come in, come and sit down. And, and I'm like, no, I've done this act before where you wait for guys to come in and then inevitably they come in and they, and they beat you. Um, so I just went and chipped and putted for like 45 minutes. And I knew because I knew one of the guys playing near the end, I saw him on 18 T and I'm like, okay, this is the last group. And I looked around the corner, and the dude was still sitting in the rocking chair. And I'm like, holy cow, we got two groups left, a group on the green and a group on the tee. And um, sure enough, it, it was three guys for one spot. And um, I, I can't even begin to tell you, I, I've, I've, I've won a lot of golf tournaments, and I've had the feeling like, hey, I could definitely win this thing. But I had this really, really odd feeling when the playoffs started that I was going to win. And I can't explain it. It just, I've never had it before. I just had this weird feeling. I'm like, you know what, dude, you're going to win this. And um, I was 0 for 4 in USGA playoffs before this. I had been in four of them, um, one for the U.S. Amateur, one for the U.S. Mid-Am, one for the um, U.S. Public Links, and one for the U.S. Senior Am. I was 0 for 4. And I don't know what, what, what it was. I just... I just, I really thought I was going to win. And um, I had a chance on all three of the first playoff holes to win, and I didn't make it. Um, but on the fourth hole, I had 15 feet for birdie, and I made it. Jesus Christ. All right, so. All so right. you're never going to have a caddy again? Are you always going to wear a <laughs> Right, right. I was going to say, you're going to carry your own clubs, right? I, I, um, I, I, I mean, I'm starting to tear up now. Like, I just couldn't, I can't explain it. I just, I played I'm, I putted unbelievable, and I never got – I just it was just a weird thing. I never got outside of my comfort zone. I kept hitting good shots. All of a sudden, we got to 17T, and I'm like, well, I'm one over. 
if I could bury these last two, and the alternate in this event, like if you're the alternate in the USAM, you almost never get in. It's filled with 18, 19, 20-year-old kids who are healthy and they don't have jobs. And But when you get to this one, this is what I told the guy that I beat in the playoff. I shook his hand. I said, hey, look, I know you're disappointed. You you might still get in this thing. Like make sure you go out there to the tournament because um, you're still afforded all the luxuries of being in it. You just don't get to play if you don't get in. But this is the one where an alternate could get in. So even on 17T, I'm like, man, if you could just finish one under, and even if you were the first alternate, you, I could still get in it. And um, I don't know, man. I just I made a birdie at 17, and I hit this. I hit literally hit the best six iron I've ever hit in my life on the last hole, and I had six feet, and I made it. So, man, it was nuts. Congrats, I, <laughs> dude! Yeah. You're giving me goosebumps talking about it, and I, I, and I don't even like you. You know what I mean? You don't even <laughs> like me. Right, right. You don't even like me. Right. Um, so I don't know, man. I just. It just was my day. I, I I keep saying like I was lucky. My friends are like, dude, you aren't lucky. You worked hard, and I'm like, no. There's a lot of luck to it. It, 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 it just, I was just lucky, and I hit the right putt at the right time, and and I made it. So you, but so, and I you... haven't slept yet since. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but th- but this really is the type of accomplishment that you can just like. Who cares at right, this point? Like, right could now, you right? possibly like... be disappointed at all based on what happens at Omaha? Like, is you could shoot your worst round of your life, and it would still be an yeah. accomplishment. I don't think so. I mean, you know, I want to go out there and play well. I'm, I'm, um, I'm representing my club, and I want to go out and in Baltimore golf, kind of. And I, I want to go play well. And I've talked to two guys that I know who played in it before, who are amateurs uh, <clears throat> from this area. Two guys have made it. And they both said the same thing: like, just go enjoy it. Work on your short game. Work on your putting. Don't worry that much about your full golf swing because the courses are really difficult and long. I'm not naive. Look, I, I'm, I. I know it's going to be a difficult challenge. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you don't win, I'm going to, you know, I, this is not like, what, what, well, what can, are we doing? There's no moral victories you, here. I can set you up for that disappointment, man. <laughs> I, 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 I've dreamed a lot of big dreams in my life. This is not one I'm dreaming about. Yeah. But um, what I do want to, you know, I mean, I do have a goal of, I would like to try and make the cut. I think it would really be phenomenal to play all four days. I am playing a practice round with Bernard Langer. Shut up. Really wait, wait, wait. I am. Shut up. Tell me about I'm, that. I'm really excited. Um, my friend Larry Moody, who's the PGA Tour chaplain, is very, very close to Bernard Langer. And um, he sent me a text on on Monday night and congratulated me and said, how, he calls him Bernie. He said, um, how would you like to play with Bernie on Monday, July the 5th? you got to be like, kidding oh me. God. you got to yeah, be kidding awesome. me, dude. So, so, the, so the joke that I made on Twitter the other, that's actually but, going to happen. Like, it, it's, is, <laughs> it is going to happen. That was, a, that was a prophecy of yours that came true. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, if you missed it the other day, I, said, I, I imagined the scenario on T1. I said, Drew walks up uh, and says, uh, hi, Bernard Long here. I'm Drew. And he's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, Drew. Uh, congratulations on making it the U.S. Senior Open. He says, thanks, Bernie. You ever wonder about what it would be like if Brian Anger had his, uh, had his dad as a coach? <laughs> I, I also reached out um, by email to Fred Funk to ask yeah. him if I, yeah. I could play with him. I'm, I'm really trying. And it isn't about – I know this is going to sound dumb, right? It, I, I'm going to be in the same – I'm playing the same tournament these guys. It's not like I'm I'm trying to cozy up to them. I really want to soak in some advice from them and see if there's something I want to watch the how they prepare. Sure. Um Langer's obviously one of the greatest players of our lifetime. He won the Masters twice. He's a dominant player on the Champions Tour. I really am anxious to see how he prepares for the event. Um 
And the same for Fred Funk. Fred obviously is an, a, eight, a local eight, guy. Eight-time winner I, on the PGA Tour, won yeah, the players. I know, I know of him. I mean, I've met him a couple of times. I, I, so I'm just looking to steal and soak up any advice I can from these guys because they're obviously great players and I'm just a guy that made it. But um, it'll be fun for sure. It's going to yeah, be a good time. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's surreal is what it is. It's surreal. I know. Who, who, uh, who are you like? Are you are you like, is, is Ethan coming out with you? Like, are, how are you handling? Oh, yeah, now you're definitely going to make me cry. So my whole family is, um, Ethan's going to come out with me the whole time. I think my wife, you know, Ethan went with me when I was an alternate for the US. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And um, they loved him more than they loved me. He ate. In fairness, he ate them out of, so do the rest of, of us. Let's be fair. He, that, that's right. not unique. He ate them out of Gatorade and, and ice cream for three days, <laughs> and um, they loved him. And and um, you know, they do they do such a great job of treating you well, and they they treat your family well. And um, so he's going to go out with me. And uh, I do have one really funny story though about what happened on Monday. I sent him a text. You know, he has a cell phone now. I just brought him home from the hospital three weeks ago. Now he has a cell phone. Um, yeah, of course. I sent him a text and I said, hey, I'm in a three-for-one playoff. And I'll let you know how it goes. Tell mom I'll, I'll text you guys when I'm done. And he said, um, where is the tournament? And I, I I swear to you, I did not know where the golf tournament was. No, stop. Uh, where the, I, I, I swear. I did not know where it was. I, I knew where the U.S. Senior Amateur is. because It's friend the of mine, home of 311. We were just talking about right. it last week. Um, a friend of mine is um, the uh, his son is the head pro at Country Club Detroit, which is where the Senior Amateur is. I didn't know. I looked it up, it's, and I said it's in Omaha, Nebraska. And five minutes later, he sends me a text, and he says, I've already checked out the flight. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent him a text and said, Ethan, do yeah. not check the internet yeah. anymore yeah. until I get back. Correct. You. you stay away from that internet. There's a lot oh of things going God. on. There. Are you insane you stay checking away. the internet for flights when I haven't made it yet? Yeah, right. Oh, so, man. It's called anyway. confidence, Drew. Yeah, right. It's, it's called confidence. Yeah, some, he believes in you. Yeah, right. This yeah. is not a bad thing. I know. Some so uh, my wife and my wife and daughter will come out Tuesday, and um, you know it it'll be amazing. I, I'm so happy that like Ethan and Ethan still remembers um, Raleigh or Durham and still talks about it. Like he's he, he definitely will remember it forever. But this one, they're both old enough to remember, it, and so it's going to be really fun. Uh, give me your dream threesome, and I and I don't mean like Der- <laughs> I don't, mean, minute, I don't mean Derek Lowe and <laughs> and now. yeah Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> give me. A- I already interviewed her once, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yeah. I told her she's gorgeous. Remember? <laughs> I, um, we had a really awkward. <laughs> By the way, remember we- what I said to her? I said, you know, a lot of people think you're pretty, yeah. and <laughs> I've now re- I now realize you really are. You pretty. really are pretty. By the way, they came over. They're like, you can't, t- you cannot talk to her about Ben Affleck. And I was like, what, I know. what, what the, what, okay. Like, <laughs> um, I would say that my, my, honestly, you know, my hero, my golfing hero, my whole life was always spread couples. Okay. Um, I had, I played Lynx clubs. I had his poster. I, I mean, I was a Fred Couples nerd. I, I, I have thought about like if I see him, I, I do think I'm going to say something to him like, hey, Freddie, just. You know, I'm just a guy from Baltimore, but dude, you, you were really important to me. Um, I would love to play with him. Um, I, 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 you know, honestly, I probably would like to play with Langer or Lehman. They're both very involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes nationally. I, I, I probably would love to play with one of those two guys. Um, 
so Langer and and some combination of Langer couples and um um and and Layman and Layman yeah would be cool. What about yeah. what what if it what if it's Daly? Like what if, is he even in the field? I don't. Oh, is he know. not in the field? I don't know. Oh, I just sort of assumed. I just sort of assumed he was in all of these. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not. All right, all right. Um, well, then never mind. Then never mind. Although, what if he is? What if? Wait a second. Same question. What well, if he the is? Amateurs, if you look back at the history of the event, I, I do. I do not have as the on the national landscape. I do not have um, a a storied resume like Jeff Wilson who. Who qualified again out of California? Who's no, like of we like we don't know who Jeff Wilson is around these yeah. parts. We totally but, whoever. But he'll get you know of the amateurs. Jeff Wilson's the kind of guy that will get a potentially get a legitimate pairing. I'll, I'll get grouped with two other amateurs for yeah. sure. Which which in my mind really is kind of good for me. Um, you don't have it, to deal with the pressure of. He'll be yeah, and as much as. I'm going to be playing in front of thousands of people for the first time in my life and TV cameras. It, it would probably not help me if I got some sort of good pairing in the first two rounds. I would, ra- I, I know it sounds weird, but I would rather play in anonymity if I can, because it, it's the only way I've known how to play golf. Right. I, I think in my life, one year I played at the Maryland open in front of a hundred people. And it's the biggest crowd you ever played in even, front of. Even that's unsettling. Yeah, you know. I hear you. I hear you. I, so, I, I, you know, some of us have faith in you. Some of us actually believe in <laughs> you and think you can do it. Me and Ethan. It's just, it's always yeah. been us. It's as I you know. know. I've always been in your corner. That's always oh, been. Boy, don't I know that? I've always, <laughs> I have always been in your corner. Um, uh, it, like it, it. What's success? What is it? What, what, what do you go do at the U.S. Senior Open and you say this? This means I accomplished something. Um probably thanks john thank you probably uh, you know make, uh, two things happen if you make the cut as an amateur at the u.s senior you get an invite to the british amateur i do already have an invite to the british senior amateur I, shut I, the f up wait a second how did that you, work i know um because if you make the cut if you make the u.s open as an amateur u.s senior open as an amateur they have a, a relationship with the british rna so i do have an invite to that but um I haven't even really investigated if I would go or not. But but if wait, I make, wait a second. Why in the world would you not go? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, I just haven't thought about it. I've had so much on my mind. I haven't really looked at the details of it. But I, if, I make the, if I make the cut, the good news is I do get, I do get a three-year exemption into the U.S. senior amateur, which in my world, I know, and I, I'm, not, I'm not naive. I, I know this is a big deal. But in my world the U.S. senior amateur is a really significant event for me because it, I'm playing against all amateurs. You, have, you have a chance, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so if I, if I could make the cut and get in that for three years without having to qualify, that would really, really be awesome. So, you know, I think success would be for me to make the cut. I, I realize that I think I looked back yesterday. i got to be honest with you. This sounds like loser talk to me. I'm just, <laughs> just, just being honest no, with you. This I mean, sounds you like loser gotta, talk. You got to look at the stats, and you got to look back over o- over the years. And I went back and looked. You know, a handful of amateurs do make the cut. I mean, I'm not suggesting that it's impossible, but um, it you know, it's you're talking about 80 exempt players who are the best golfer, best senior golfers in the world. Yeah. And only 60 guys make the cut from that, right? So um, it's a t- it's a tough task. The golf courses are apparently very difficult, but 
it's difficult for everybody. But what, what traditionally do you have to shoot to make the cut? Um, good question. I, I do need to look at that a little more just to have that piece of information. I, I would assume I would assume that you would have to be somewhere in the eight over range for two rounds. That's just a guess. And I, I, I would have to look more deeply at what the par is. This is a par 70, 6,900-yard golf course, very similar to Baltimore Country Club. Um, so if I went over to Baltimore Country Club today and played it at 7,000 yards, par 70, I, I would have to play really, really well to, to shoot 150 for two rounds. I, I totally oh, understand I, all of that. That that you know, I understand no, I, it. I, I understand. Well, you understand. I'm more used to the 6,500 yard yeah, courses yeah, personally. Right. I mean, that's normally where I'm living. That's yeah, I mean, I, I, from what I hear from someone who's played in it before, who reached out to me, I did have this really nice guy out of Pennsylvania reached out to me. I don't even know if I found my email, but he reached out to me and congratulated me and said, "Hey, I played there in 2013. I've got some books and stuff I can send you. Um, the up the the short holes are all uphill and the long holes are downhill. So that was kind of comforting to hear." Um, because I'm looking at a 505 yard par four, which is pretty stout. That is, does but, sound kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, if it's downhill, then it might play more like 450 and I can, I can handle that. All right. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Drew Forrester, Drew's morning com is with us. Um, so this is definitely not just like an elaborate prank, right? Like this is definitely, this is not Dude, like everybody keeps saying to me, have you slept? And I say, the reason I haven't slept is I'm really afraid it's a dream. Right? You just wake up and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not actually playing in the U.S. Senior Open. That's insane. And I definitely have used the Bubba Watson line when he won the Masters and Jim Nance said, have you ever, did you ever in your dreams think this would happen? And Bubba Watson said, I, I never even had a dream this big. Right. Like, I mean, I always thought I could get in. I, I played really, really well a few years ago up in Philly. And I was in until the last two groups, and then two guys came in and knocked me out, and it crushed me because I was so close to getting in. Um, and I, you know, and I didn't. I, I look, it's golf, right? Anything could happen. I beat guys. I'm not dumb, and I I, I wrote this the other yeah. day. Like I'm not naive. I was not the third best player in the field. There were players from the Champions Tour there who had just made thirty grand on Sunday playing in Virginia. I I know where I stand. I'm, I. Hundred percent. I'm a realist. I preach that to my golf team all the time. Like you got to know who you are. But um, I was the third best guy that day, and that's all that matters. I, you know, and I think if I get there and um, I get comfortable, I got a lot of work to do to get comfortable on the golf course. But you know, I, I'm capable of playing well on any given day, and I'm also capable, like most other guys, of not playing well. And I just gotta try to get my mental. The mental part of it is probably the most important thing. I just got to enjoy it and stay kind of relaxed. And I really do. I've got a really good piece of advice from one of the guys who said, dude, you're going to come back home, by the way, and you're going to just be a regular guy. Again. Right. Like, right. You're, you're, this is not your life. It's not like there's a hundred grand at stake. And if you don't win, you're broke. He's like, the best thing is you're going to fly home no matter what you do. And you're just going to drive back into your driveway and it's going to, you're going to just be back home. And, and, the more I think about that, the more it eases me and makes me feel better. 
I I'm just going to come back and have to deal with you the following month. Correct. I mean, nothing. No, and and by the way, and I, and I won't care. Right? Like, I care right now, but I'm not. By the way, I make this promise. If you don't win, I'll never watch the U.S. Senior Open again. That's a promise that I make. Well, um, maybe maybe this one will be the one that gets me ready for the one I win. I don't yeah, know. something like what that. What network is it on? The, the Golf Channel? I no, it's a, it, NBC, yeah. They have all the U.S. Opens. Hmm. They have all. The, oh, no. It's uh, right. No, it's Fox. No, Who, it's NBC. It's NBC. NBC's got all the U.S. Opens. Yes, anything related they to U.S. Opens. They gave Fox three years and said, um, "Yeah, are you going to keep sending Joe Buck out?" Right, there and yeah, they, they and they bailed on that, and so it's back to NBC. So like this weekend's on NBC. all the U.S. Opens are on NBC, okay. and and the Golf Channel because it's there. Right. They own the Golf Channel. Right. Um. So the uh, the important things. One, uh, John Proctor wants to congratulate you for doing this in your thirty first year of eligibility for the Senior Open. <laughs> so Poor Proctor, Proctor can't even just say nice job. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Um, uh, someone that we all know said, I would really like to, to, to do a skit about how our old employer would have reacted to the news <laughs> that Drew made it to the U.S. Senior Open. And I thought about that for a second, and I said, I think it would sound something like this. Dude, I know golf. I, I, I you know, I, I, met, I met Jack Nicholas once. Like, I, I know golf. How's it going to well, help us feed our families? He would have definitely said to me, Dude, this is a week without pay. You know Correct. that, right? Correct. 100%. <laughs> oh, that's you mean it's going to cost me four grand to go out there and I don't get paid? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's exactly the way that that would work. Right. I got that message as well. It's um, a golf tournament. Are you really going to take off work for a golf tournament? Correct. We, we got we got <laughs> things. How's that, how's that going to get Ethan diapers? How's that, <laughs> how's that going to get Ethan diapers? No doubt. The way that it would be responded it, to. It would not have gone over well. Um, and then this is from Chris. We were talking about this last week when you came up short. Um, uh, what what did you ever think about doing the bit where you uh, yelled uh, something at somebody else who was playing to try to make it in? Oh, right, right. We were just talking about that last week. Yeah, we were just talking no, about I was on my week. best behavior. You got in anyway. You didn't need. I to. got in anyway. You didn't need yeah, to. God, didn't God need was to. God is great. God made sure I did. It was kind of funny. I. We have this prayer that we say before all the Coward Hall matches, um, and part of it is, it's just like 30 seconds, but part of it is that um, win or lose, uh, give us the ability to handle winning and losing with humility and grace. And I sat in this chair. uh, They were getting the playoff ready and getting the marshals situated, and I sat in the chair and I read it. And I I don't know if that's what comforted me. I'm like, God, whatever, just if, if it's good, take care of me. And if it's bad, take care of me. Like, just take care of me. And I don't know, it just kind of calmed me down. And, um, it was a weird experience. I just can't, can't say enough, like how weird it was that I had this feeling that I was going to win. I I, I just can't explain it. And maybe this is the feeling tiger gets every well got. Um, maybe that's why these guys are all great players because somehow they do have this in them and, and, and they feel it and they, act on it and i only got it one time ever but i that's cool. definitely had it that's really cool um, i'm trying to figure out a way to take it with me to Omaha. yeah right <laughs> seriously you should try to work on that this this might be the line of the day by the way this is from andrew andrew says glenn if i'm being honest 10 years ago i probably would have called into the three of you guys and said what do you guys know about sports anyway now look at where you are drew's in the u.s senior <laughs> open ken's the coach of the year and you're the 25th fastest man in Annapolis. That's correct. Wait, wait, wait. Correct. Ken, coach of the year for softball? Yeah. For soccer. Softball? Softball. 
Awesome, Ken. Way to go, man. Thank you. Look at all these accomplishments. <laughs> Look at all of the very similar accomplishments. Yes, very all similar. of them. Athletic yeah. accomplishments. Wait a minute. And Kyle's the 25th fastest no, man I, in I, I, I am. I am, Drew. I'm the 25th fastest man in Annapolis. If Glenn and I were to race, though, I'd beat him. No, you would not. In a straight Uh-oh. line in a heartbeat. Maybe in a straight line, but you would not beat me in a 10K. That's what No, it a 10K was. I would not no chance claim. Did you run a 10K recently and finish 25th? I finished 25th in the Annapolis 10K. It was among a certain age no, group. No, you keep saying that. Adult males is what it was. <laughs> how, 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 how long did it take you to run? I don't even remember. Six it's years. one of the dumbest things that I've ever. <laughs> it's one of those things where like afterwards you're like, I think I, I like looked at my time. I'm like. That can't be right. <laughs> like, I, there's no way I ran it in that time. Did you and ever then, do? And this is probably more for Ken because he's close to my age. Did you ever do the walkathon? Oh yeah, I mean, ages ago. You remember it, right, Ken? Yeah, did, yeah. No, Glenn, you never did it. No, right? I, I don't know what it is. I know nothing about it. So oh. the walkathon was what? every October, and you walked twenty. It was a twenty-six miles, right, Ken? Yep, yep, yep. And you raised money for. Muscular, muscular day, MS, MS. So you, you walked 26 miles, right? And you did it in a day or you tried to. And, um, <laughs> and it was exactly what you just said. You got about eight miles in and you're like, Hey, look, I feel terrible for these kids. I, I, I hope <laughs> yeah. we can come up. I hope we can come up with a way to fix this, but this was a bad decision. <laughs> like every, every time. Oh, I liked I liked later later in in life where where you could do it as a team and you only had to yeah, right. like if you put if you took twenty six people with you right. you only had to do a mile of it right <laughs> that actually yeah, is the way to go correct the problem with running in the race is you and my buddy Ernie Cosmos always used to say this whenever we were talking about going somewhere to to play golf I would say Ern let's just go it's three hours he's like no it's not it's six I'm like. No, it's not, dude. It's Ocean City. It's three hours. He's he said, "You dummy, you have to drive back." <laughs> and yeah. the and the running and the marathons are the same thing. You can run for fifteen miles, but you still got ten more to go. You can't stop. But by Where, the way, how are you, how you getting home, Drew? My time was fifty-three minutes and forty-one seconds, and I'm selling myself short. I was the twenty-second fastest man Ooh, in Annapolis. Look at that! So, Twenty. So you ran. You ran. Um, what's a 10K? What is that? Seven or so? Yeah, it's yeah, about seven-ish miles. Yeah, something like that. So you ran seven miles in how, fa- in how long? 53 minutes. Seven, so that's pretty good, right? Seven-minute miles? I mean, it's, I mean sounds, you say, it's sounds not, incredible not, to me. Yeah, I'm not a runner. <laughs> it doesn't make me a runner all yeah, of a sudden. No, actually, it like, does. What it means, no, no, it does. That day, I... I, yeah, I 8.45 pace about, the, right? The, something the about that. The mile is yeah. four laps around the track, right? Yes, yeah. correct. So that's pretty good. I mean, and you and here's the thing. No, no disrespect. No, at I'm all. not remotely not an athlete. Athletic. Correct. You're not Correct. Athletic I'm at not all. remotely. 100. percent That's why I was so effing confused by what know. happened that day. I don't know. I've seen I'm some like, kickball and tennis shots that would say. Can different. you? Yeah. So could you do a um a half a marathon or no? So that was what the, that like. was the plan. The plan was to like when this this was the 2019. The plan was last year right. to then run the ten miler and then run the half marathon and then you know right then the world the stopped. world went to yeah. hell so what I don't think that was a sign probably the, yeah. what's the record uh, 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 what's the record for the actual marathon two hours oh, oh, would Philippides do it in what 
Philippides. Who's Philippides? The reason it's 26.2 miles. Oh, is that really the thing? The Greek messenger what, delivered the, the message in the Battle of Marathon and ran 26.2 miles to deliver it. Ever. Here's the answer. Fastest marathon time ever is two, two hours, one minute, 39 seconds. There's your mark. 26 miles in two hours. Could you imagine? Could you know. even bloody no. imagine? Could you imagine Jeffrey that? from Fresh Prince did that, yeah, right? Something like that. <laughs> well, that's insane, right? I mean, it's taking me when that long, it's taking me that long with a beltways from time to time. <laughs> when Bannister broke the four-minute mile, what what do you think the marathon time was? At that point, it was probably more like two forty. No, I think it's more than that. Yeah, I think when Bannister not. broke the the record, I think it was more like three and a half, something like that. Unreal. I mean, right? that's, that's, oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. Well, these, these shoes are so light. Yeah, these, these runners are they're nuts. These. Days. Hey, have you been following <laughs> baseball at all? You know, the baseball team. No, no, nah, nah, nobody cares about that. Um, uh, who's going to win the golf tournament this weekend? The one that people actually care about. Victor Hovland. Who's that? A Norwegian kid that oh, won the okay. amateur and right. has won twice on tour already. Why? Why, why is he going to win it? Um, I, I, I think this event, I think this course is going to yield. I, I'm, I do believe a little bit in this, that the U.S. Open of all of, the, of all the majors is the one that always seems to yield an occasional weird winner. And I feel like it's kind of due to do that. And I feel like because they've played this golf course before, a lot of other people, they play it every year, obviously, in January. A lot of people, a lot of people are familiar with it. Um, I don't think one of the favorites is going to win. I think it, I did a top 12. I mean, my top 12 is like kind of like littered with guys that, you know, not that you haven't heard of, but that would be surprise winners. And I think the one thing that you've seen in the U.S. Open over the last few years is it's definitely become a tournament of people that hit the ball a long way and people that have steep golf swings because of how you get the ball out of the rough. That's why DeChambeau was so great last year at Wingfoot. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see him win again. Um, guys with steep golf swings that can force the ball out of the rough have a better chance than guys with which the modern swing is more flat. I think those guys are going to have a tough time there this week. It, it, did they really avoid pairing those two guys up, or is that like a non-story that we're trying to make into a it's, story? It's a non-story. Um, the uh, for the last, you could go back and look at this, but you know, for the last decade, um, they've paired the Open champ, the Masters champ, and the U.S. Am champ together. They were always going to do that. They were never going to pair these two jerks together. They just weren't. Um, and Brad Faxon obviously now has got a lot of egg on his face for going on the radio and saying that they, they called DeChambeau and he said no. They never called either one of those guys. And they would never give them a favorable pairing or unfavorable pairing. Um, so it's a non-story. They were always going to pair. I didn't even see who Kept was playing with. But they were always going to pair DeChambeau, Matsuyama, and Strafasi together. Always. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I believe you, and that sounds like something I've heard before, so I'll choose yeah. to believe you on that. So why would Faxon have said that? That's a really weird bit. I, I don't know. I it, a, it was a bad it was bad look on his part. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know if he's a kept a lover and he was trying to paint DeChambeau as a bad guy. I I don't know. I, it, it, it's so... But he is, right? DeChambeau, I'm not saying that Kepka is a good guy, but DeChambeau is a bad guy, right? I, I, I actually think... In if and I don't know how you're going to chronicle that as in bad guy. I I don't think Dishimo is a bad guy. I think he's very mercurial, and I think it's a little bit like calling Ed Reed a bad guy. You and I saw Ed Reed in various forms of whatever you want to call it, right? Ed was never a bad guy ever. No. He was just weird. 
Okay. And, yeah. and right. I think DeChambeau is just kind of a weird dude. I think Kepka is a prick. I kind of think they but, all are, if I'm being honest with you, Drew. Kepka's gone out of his way to fuel this, and it's a really bad look for him. And here's the worst part. He, he is really, really talented. He is such a good player, and this is optically, it's such a bad look for him, other than with his base. You know, his frat boy fan base love it, and the barstool people love it, and I get it that, you know, we're, I'm 58. I get it. I'm out of that realm, but for golf, this, I, I will always say this, that for golf, this is a bad look, these two. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but I, I probably wouldn't say that if I were 28. I mean, yeah, I think it does I add might, more intrigue for the casual fan. Yeah, I mean, I don't care at all about golf, but I'm aware of what's right. going on. You know right. what I mean? Like, and it, so. and it's, just, it's just not a. The, and, you know, Justin Thomas, you could tell yesterday, was kind of miffed about it. And yeah, I thought he really summed it up. Like, this is about a golf tournament for 156 players. It's, it's not about these two guys. Like, don't create pairings that, cr- that create tension for the other players in the group. Like, if they get paired together, by the score, right. then it's on. That seems but, like that was always going to be. But wouldn't how it would someone have to be. say to Justin Thomas, "Hey, dude, how many how many zeros you want in your checks? Right? Like, how many? How much do you enjoy the money that you're making? This is the way that this goes about. And I I get there's got to be a line to that. Like they're doing that in boxing right now, and it's it's effing embarrassing, right? But like, right. there wouldn't somebody say that back to him? Like, dude, you know, no offense, you can say this is about you, but how how many zeros are you putting in somebody else's check at the moment? Maybe. I mean, but again, these guys are all going to say the same thing, right? Like, hey, I, I, you know, Justin Thomas is going to say one of the reasons people watch this on TV is because of me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, you know, I don't really do, know who Justin Thomas know? is that do they much. Know? You know? Like, uh, well, but, you know, he does have a following. Yeah, uh, but I mean, he's not nobody. I, I get that. He's not nobody. I, I just think in general, it's just not a good look to me. It's not a good look for the event to have this be one of the, you know, one of the etched in stone stories is how much these two guys can't stand one another and how much they, uh, particularly Kepka, want to create tension for the sake of whether or not you want to call it publicity or whatever. Content, yeah. It's yeah. not good. It would do but, more to, to nudge me toward watching than anything Justin Thomas could do. I was just going to say, but we are in a different world and we're in a... We're in a we're in a different world. We're in a social media world, and um, it it is what drives it. And it it times have changed. And you know, I may be I may be wrong about this. And in five years, I'm I, I could be the odd guy out of the group. It, it just doesn't look good for to me. That's all. Well, um, I still can't believe this is actually a thing. I still can't believe it. I, and what we're gonna do? Hey, let's work on this. Let's work on like um, people donating a dollar per stroke. You play something something that we do to raise some money for helping up mission through you playing in the senior open let's work on definitely up for that let's work between now and next wednesday let's come up with a strategy to have everybody donate a dollar per whatever for every bogey you do you gotta donate double wait okay we'll work on settle (laughs) i just want to get an idea all right so i like it let's you and i I work on that this week and we'll figure out a way that we can do some good with this too on let me um that's really good let me um I, I need to verify that that's permissible. I, I'm, I'm sure it is for professionals. I got to check that that's permissible. And if it is, I may be All able right. to get 
Royal Farms and Glory Days to chip in and help out too. All so right, let me, all right, all right. Let me investigate get, the get, get an answer on that. Get an answer on that. And if you can't, then I can still do it anyway, right? Like right. if you yes. can't, I can still coordinate something. But if you can make it official, then work on that, and we'll we'll do something with that. Can we get you a, a chicken palooza golf shirt for the tournament? Yeah, right, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, then I then I am. You're not. You're definitely not an amateur at that point. There's no doubt. All right, buddy. I'm uh, I'm very happy for you. Genuinely, Thanks. quite happy for you. That is a very. It's an incredible accomplishment, my friend. Um, I appreciate it. Yep. We'll, I, it, it's um. It'll be fun, and I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm just blessed it's to really happen cool. to me, and I'm. I made some putts when I needed to make them. It's really cool, man. All right, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See you, boys. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. I I still, I just can't believe it. Like, I can't believe that he's... It's so cool, though. It is cool. And I think, I hope people understand, this is not... If he qualified for the senior amateur, that would be a big deal. Yes. In that world, that's a big deal, as he was talking about. Right. This is the, the open... This is the I get it's the like, senior like, open. It's not like the one this weekend. His name's gonna be on the little crawl at the bottom. Correct. With his like, score. Like, like this is a wild. really it's, big yeah. deal, man. I and I hope people understand that. I know again he's not playing at Tory Pines this weekend. It's not that, but it's you know it's remarkable. It's remarkable. And this is somebody who's like you know was not a lifelong golfer. Like Drew didn't play in high school. He didn't play Do in not. college. He didn't take up the game until into his adulthood. That's wild. Um, so there's hope for me yet. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's probably not going to end up being your thing. I'm just going to guess what? it's probably not going to end up I being got the, your thing. I could, um, I could do some DeChambeau torque against stuff, okay, you know? sure. Uh, KZ, Activate the core. Yeah. KZ, it's Would You Rather Wednesday. Quickly, you already gave your answer for number two, but we haven't gotten to it yet. Um, would you? Which you, one was number two? I, well, I knew what your answer was going to be. Would you rather the Ravens sign uh, Justin Houston and Ty Gurley with a role for Gurley in the offense or sign neither one absolutely of them? Absolutely not. Don't sign either one of them. I I can't have Gurley take one carry all year away from Dobbins or uh, or Gus. It, it's a wasted play. Nope. Figure figure it out on figure it out without Justin Houston. I mean the defense has been Wink's done a good job with taking street guys and you know free agents and putting them in good spots. I, I'll trust him to do that again. Um, but no, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't mind it. I'm not like, look, I understand Todd Gurley would be by far the worst of the three running backs, and the Ravens figure to run the ball quite a bit. There's a scenario where Todd Gurley gets 70 carries in a season, and that's a roll, mm-hmm. and both Dobbins and Edwards still have 150 or 180, and that's just the way it is. And I, I kind of just think that the way the Ravens' offense operates, it doesn't matter the name on the back of the jersey. If there are yards there to be gotten, they'll be gotten. I'm not saying Gurley's well, going to be say a that, difference maker. You say that, but but every time Ingram touched the ball, I cringed. I, I was it. like, why are you giving it to him? I am Dobbins of, can take it the the entire I field. I think, generally speaking, the coaches on the he Ravens are— He was clearly are, a better blocker than Dobbins was. That that hurt them. I'm You, you don't want to acknowledge these things, but it hurt no, them. Don't. It hurt them. That J.K. Dobbins well, again. Nobody thinks Kenneth Dixon. Nobody thinks can't block, but he was not the blocker that he needed to be, and it ended up dooming them in the most important game of the season. So, like Gurley, I believe the coaches are reasonable human beings, and if Todd Gurley is on the football team and and not useful, they would pivot. Right? They would say, "Look, we tried it. We know where." You're our saying that's what buttered. they did with that's what they did with Ingram a year ago. Yeah. Um, so. 
in the sense of adding more rotational guys to the pass rush, uh, lessening the risk that there is a a zero in that regard on the edge for the cost of a tertiary piece in the run game, I I would probably just do it. I actually line up with Ken on this one for the record. I I I'm I've said I'm fine with them signing Todd Gurley. I said that. I made that very clear. I just don't care enough about Justin Houston to weigh it to, for it to outweigh. I don't think Justin Houston's going to be the difference for this football team. I don't I, I don't, don't believe think that he's, he's that difference. guy anymore. It's not about the difference, um, it's about just, you know, depth. I I have no problem with the Ravens signing Todd Gurley and looking at him. And really, if if he can do it, then he can have some sort of role. But I the problem for me in the way it's worded is signing him to have a role. As of today, I would not be okay with that. Today, I don't have any reason to believe that Ty Gurley is a guy that can have a role. But if they bring him, do the thing that I was talking about a week ago, sign him. You're the 90th guy on the on the roster for camp, and you know if you happen if you have to make it, you happen to make it, right? God bless you. That's I'm totally okay with that. I'm not signing him today for him to have a role. Um, this one's pretty split in responses that we have gotten. Uh, KZ, what, what's, uh, what's your story? Give me, give me your, you know, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta, you just came in here to hang out. You I had a brief meeting and, and, you All know, right. so yeah, I have to, I have to get You did, back. you did some fantasy content last week. I did. I'm going to do some more this weekend. Um, start to get into some mock drafts. I've done an, enough now that I feel comfortable of doing some. My, Mike Bauman from, uh, one of the Orioles pitching prospects mm-hmm. thinks himself a fantasy analyst, like a, uh, amateur fantasy analyst. Fantastic. He we should be- get together. He, he believes that Ezekiel Elliott is in store for a big bounce back season and would still take him in the top five. Um, I, I, I think I think Zeke. It comes down to what is what is your belief? Two things. Pollard. If he's top five, no, it's not really Pollard. With with Dak back and the Zeke. three wide receivers that they have. Are they really, and the injury history that Zeke has, do you really believe that they're going to let him run the ball 250 times during the, right, during the regular the season? That's the bar. I would, well, I would say yes to that, I, I, but I, 300 is where I would be yes. Yeah, I would disagree with but probably. It's where, so when we compare him to top five, it means that he's got to, you know, if, if we believe that it's uh, McCaffrey, Cook, Henry are, are somewhere in the top five, what do, what do we believe – with Kamara, without Breeze, you know he was touches. terrible. Yeah. He was absolutely Hill, horrible yeah. with Hill behind center. So if Hill's behind center, what do you take him in the top five? If you believe that, and what do we really think? I love the aspect of Jonathan Taylor. Um, that early, I, I have him fifth for me uh, because I still have. Uh, I, I still, you know. They want to run the ball. They have an off a good offensive line. They're going to want to not overexpose mm-hmm. uh, Wentz. Um, so for me, yes, there's no competition there early because I don't think Mac's ready to take that role um, that that he normally would have had because of the, of the injury last year. So to me, if you if you say to me, well, I'll take him over. I'll take Zeke over Kamara because I don't believe and I I just don't trust Taylor with Wentz behind center. Yeah. I, I can make that argument for Zeke in the top five. He's not in my top five because I flipped the yeah. other way. I, I think you have a guy in Kamara that I, I understand on the fly last year it really didn't look good mm-hmm. and it didn't work. You figure that out. You have an offseason to figure that out. And I think Jonathan Taylor is just spectacular. What about Saquon? Uh, Saquon's right there too. I, I He's a tough one. 
He's a tough one. Well, the Giants are normally yes, pretty bad. They're awful. Uh, but but to me, it's Didn't like they invest in the offensive line. I, I a lot don't. Though? I, I don't. They did. They 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 did. They still don't have a quarterback. Um, what do you well, mean, Daniel Jones? Jones. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, they bring in Galloway. You know, you think that helps some things? <laughs> Galloway. He's Joey? back. He's back. That's I, our I'm guy. Sorry. I'm sorry. He, this is our guy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's your you guy. You know, you know. Listen, I love. Sorry, this Joey is part Galloway. of what we love about um, Ken's out. But but uh, you know, they, they they'll be better. I just I know everybody's like, oh, he's not injury prone, but. Is he not really? I hear you. I, I, hear, I, you. I, I hear you. I hear you. You it's know tough. what? What's he? Let's put it this way: If you've drafted him each of the last two years, you're not drafting him again. Oh, there's no doubt. You're definitely <laughs> you're done. just not. There's no you're just doubt. Not. I I drafted him last year. I'm not. I just can't. I hear you. So, um, whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter. Correct. More content coming at pressboxonline.com. Absolutely. As well. Ken Zalis, love you, buddy. Hey. Appreciate you stopping Thanks, in guys. and saying hello. Always good seeing you guys. Would have blocked out more time for it. <sighs> Just tell us next time. Pretty easy. Tell us. Just say. I just like the surprise. Planning on swinging by. I like just be a big surprise. We still have to take a break. It's twelve fifteen already. Today wasn't a day. Kyle told me he needed to wrap early, so we're okay. Uh, we'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get two bit to wrap it up. Would you rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio presented by Glory Days Grill from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio? Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent, 
or visit DEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit you are out you are listening to glenn clark radio Radio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to Drew Forrester. Thanks to KZ for stopping by. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Um, this is apparently there was a statement. Brian Powell just sent me there was a statement made by the acting Secretary of Defense. I don't know where this was. I don't know who he. Quote, is this related to Kimmel? Okay, Bill Bill Wagner from the Annapolis Capitol wrote about um, um, this is uh, hang on a second, Secretary. I want to make sure I have this right before. This is about the um, this is about the Cameron Kinley situation. The acting secretary is Thomas Harker. And apparently he said when testifying before Congress, uh, Congress, I looked at this case, I looked at the significant investment the taxpayers make in every midshipman, and our, and our expectation and their expectation is that midshipmen will graduate and be commissioned with the Navy and the Marine Corps. So is that I mean, just specific to the it, Navy, it seems? Well, I mean, he doesn't have control over anything other than the... Well, he's the... Yeah, he's the ac- acting secretary of the Navy. But isn't is it his position. that the rest, like the Army but, and but Air Force... But his opinion is not relevant to the other branches. He's the ac- acting secretary of the Navy. I hear you. He's sharing his opinion in a decision he made about one particular Navy football player who wanted to play professionally. Yes, the immediate response would be, well, that, that isn't fair. But that's not for him to decide. That's why when we talked to Cam Kinley, which you can read about at PressBoxOnline.com, Cam Kinley was saying, I hope it goes to someone above him that has a different opinion. Because clearly there are other people that have other opinions about service academy athletes and how they can best serve their country. And so Cam Kinley is hoping that one of them might have a differing opinion. I have said before, this is awkward because 
do do you really want a president overruling a military generically, sure. not separating it from this case? Do you really want a president to overrule his military experts on military matters? Someone would say, well, that's part of the job. You're the you are the commander in chief for a reason. The expectation mm-hmm. is that you can make bold decisions when necessary. But there would be a lot of people that would say is this, this is time? this right. is the problem that we have with other presidents is that they micromanage people that have more information than they do about certain subjects. They make decisions that the people that know more about this topic than they do would not agree with. So I I don't in that context i don't know what the correct or an- correct answer is i think the correct answer to me about the cameron cameron kinley situation using the context of other athletes is dude should be allowed to pursue an opportunity to play in the nfl but again i acknowledge it is complicated and i i, I don't know if there's a a date at which there is no recourse there's no longer right. an opportunity like if I don't know that anybody's asked the president about it. I don't know if anybody's asked the secretary of defense about it. They would be people whose opinions I would like to know. Chris Paul did test positive. That would seem like it's a big problem. I mean, I guess there's still the world in which it could be a false positive. Who's that coming from, by the way? From John Gambadoro. Uh, uh, he's a talk show. I know, I know Gambo. Uh, he's a talk show host out in Phoenix, and he is quite plugged in. Um, there are, of course, false positives, so... You know, there's still that. If he's vaccinated, is there a different timeline? I don't. I, right. I, this I is me. Don't, don't I'm not know saying I know. I'm just things. saying that don't know the answer. There are we'll still more questions. To, and all we'll, that, yep, yeah. we'll continue to, to get information about that, but it would be devastating news for the Phoenix Suns. And by the way, this remember this is what Stephanie Reddy kept talking to us about when we when we've had these conversations about Stephanie Reddy uh, with Stephanie Reddy about the playoffs. She kept saying the one thing we can't possibly know is what impact it could have. The playoffs are going to go on. Mm-hmm. You lose a player. You lose a player. Yep. The Suns losing Chris Paul to COVID. And by the way, they thought they were losing him to an injury earlier in the playoffs. The Suns losing Chris Paul to COVID. Yeah, it could be a death blow. Completely can upend everything about the playoffs. Now, you know, you still have to go play the games and whatever happens, happens. But if they really lose him for a couple of weeks or whatever it is, I don't even know what it is at this point. I don't know what the. I mean, if he's. Like, how many negative tests you have to have before you, like. They, it, not to mention if he's not vaccinated, this, when, it's the health side of things as well for him. Correct, 100%. There's all of these things. So we'll we'll find out. We will find out. All right. Um, tidbit brought to you by Window Nation. Amazing offer for you right now at Window Nation. 50% off all styles of windows. Plus, no money down, no payments, no interest for two whole years, 24 months. When you use Window Nation, 866-90Nation or windownation.com, tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tidbit of the day, the Baltimore Orioles struggling a little bit. Let's just say uh, since John Means had his no-hitter, their last road win, mm-hmm. their starting pitchers have combined for a 6-4-7 ERA in road games since. Not great. Not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, doing pretty great, on the other hand, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who the Diamondbacks are in the midst of their own road slump, and since they last won a road game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has now hit 18 home runs. That guy's all right. Uh, also all right at hitting, apparently, is Dodgers pitcher Julio Urias, who in five games already has eight RBI. That's the most 
by a pitcher for the Dodgers in a five-game span since Don Drysdale had nine in his five games in 1958. And Urias has more RBI in 2021 than every other MLB team's pitchers combined except those of the Brewers. So, interesting. Hmm. He does not have any 440-feet home runs, as far as I can tell. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero has five of them. That is second most, and he is one of five players in baseball currently with four or more home runs traveling 440 feet or further. Who are the other five? Say it one more time. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yep. Five homers of 440 feet or more. He is one of six players with at least four. This season? Yes. Wow. Who are the others? Um... Mike Trout. No, he was hurt since May seventeenth. Has he really still been out? I didn't realize mm-hmm. he was still out, man. I gotta be honest with you. It's how much I watch the Angels. Um, is Joey Gallo? Nope. Only one of these players I don't think you've heard of. He's on my fantasy team though, so not a great sign. That'll help you. Uh, oh, now now that you say it that way, um, it's Tatis. Six leads baseball. It's. Giancarlo Stanton. Nope. It's... It's... Boy, 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 boy. Um, They are all boys. Oh, thank you. Now, I feel much better about myself now that I've gotten that far. Who's hit the longest home runs in baseball this season? It's somehow... No. It's somehow... Oh, for F's sake. How about uh, Acuna? Four for Acuna. Okay. Of the three remaining, one I don't think you've heard of. Okay, good. The other, perhaps a bit surprising. So you definitely know who he is. Shohei Otani. Four, not the surprising one. Okay. Dude's a stud. Is a surprising one and somebody I've never heard of. Maybe you have heard of him. He was a prospect, a high-ranked prospect for a certain team who... Had been stalled by injuries and is now doing good things. Doesn't help me. For his NL Central team. Doesn't. NL Central. So he's a Cub. No. He's a Red. Nope. He's a Brewer. Nope. <laughs> I'm killing it. <laughs> the Pirates. No. Nobody knows who they are. So he's a Cardinal, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, yes. A Cardinals prospect. That were O'Neill? Tyler O'Neill. I indeed. Only, I only va- I by the way, I couldn't have told you what his first name was. He's doing quite well. Okay. I have enjoyed and reaped the benefits on my fantasy right, team. Well, good for you. And the other one you say is surprising. Yes, he is an AL Central. AL Central player. So he's an Indian. No. He's a tiger, of course. No. He's a twin. No. He's a white side. No. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? He's a he's a royal, yeah, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh uh, surprising. Mondesi? No, that would be very surprising. Perez? Four. For what? Salvador I mean, Perez. I guess that's surprising. I think of him. He was yeah. never like a bopper, you know? Yeah, he doesn't like you. have 30 homers in any year. I hear you. But, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, he has right. four. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you today by, uh, this one was brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Give them a call right now. You can also go to C3America.com, but 410-401-9797 to get your free analysis. Tubular brought to you by Tucker Fest, June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. It's going to be an amazing day. Free family fun event, live music, Joey Harkman, Dave Teef, cornhole tournament. 
as well as the Dunk Tank, Jeremy Khan's hopping in there, food trucks, vendors. It's just going to be an awesome family fun festival. But on top of that, Greatest Kicker of All Time is going to be there. You can get your pictures, your autographs by going to great8smemorabilia.com with the number 8, great8smemorabilia.com to get your meet and greet passes. Here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular. Orioles try again to snap the road funk. They At this send, point, I just want it to continue. You know, it's kind of cheeky. I don't care either way. I got to be honest with you. I don't. I just I'm not like rooting for him to lose. But the like, pitching matchup, uh, Savale is pretty good. So it's Keegan Aiken and Aaron Savale uh, tonight for that at 7 o'clock on Masson 2. Pirates Nationals at 4 on Masson and MLB Network and the rest of the country. Turkey Wales right now on ESPN. Italy Switzerland. I, I honestly think that's a tough matchup for a turkey. I mean, a whale is right, a they lot have to face. Oh, it's bigger. multiple whales. Exactly. It's one like turkey. Really asking a lot whales. of that turkey. I don't disagree with you this time. Red Sox Braves, 720 on ESPN. MLB Network, Marlins Cardinals at 1, Angels Athletics late this afternoon, Phillies Dodgers at 10. TNT, Hawks Sixers, Game 5 at 730. Clippers Jazz, but no Kawhi Leonard, Game 5 at 10. NBCSN, Canadiens, Golden Knights, Game 2 at 9. ESPN 2, a friendly between Nigeria and the U.S. women at 9 o'clock. NBC Olympic swimming trials continue at 8. They start at 6.30 on NBCSN. Some non-sports highlights. Non-sports, second episode of Loki, streaming now. Watched that. It's uh, You already it's watched the new episode? Fun. No, the first oh, one. Okay. I mean. All right. Um, what else we got? Mr. Between, 10 o'clock on FX. I cannot recommend it enough, people. Uh, this is probably going to be the last season. But, uh, you know, I kind of like shows going on in their own terms, right? As long as they were planning for it. I, I'm not comfortable with you using the term last season because I just heard about another last season that we're going to experience, and I'm not happy about that. What? I oh, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, talk yeah. about it. I hear you. Uh, Crank Yankers, 1030 Comedy Central. If you're into that. MasterChef, you watch that now, 8. I've been giving it a shot. Fox. It's fine. Blacklist, 10 o'clock on NBC. I know some people like that show. How long have they been doing that show for? It seems like a while, yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Richardson is on Kimmel. We love him. I do like Sam Richardson, yes. Um, stuff and things. Check it all out. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right. Uh, thanks today. Oh, Tubular was also brought to you today by Sports and Social MD, which is the place, not just for fights, but it's the place for everything. It is such a cool joint. Sports and Social Maryland bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champ, Conor McGregor, and get that ringside feeling with their state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, expensive beer... Ex- expensive. No, it's not expensive. Yeah. It's 12.32, man. Should be done. An extensive beer selection. Big Eats. By the way, I'm going to make that very clear. Not expensive. <laughs> really important that I said that. Big Eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we didn't touch on this at all, but I know that Jim Phelan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to try to do. We're going to try to do more about that. The legendary uh, Jim Phelan, the legendary Mount St. Mary's coach, has uh, passed away overnight. We found out that during the show, and we're going to try to uh, have a guest, yes. uh, a, a more relevant conversation about uh, Jim Phelan's life on tomorrow's program. Uh, but yeah, um, and and by the way, not a tragedy by any stretch of the imagination. What a life! I mean, what an unbelievable life! If there is a tragedy related to the passing of um, Jim Phelan, I would say it's that he did not get into Springfield while 
he was alive. I don't understand that whatsoever. He was inducted to the College Basketball Hall of Fame a long time ago, but based on the qualifications for the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, I have no idea why he was not inducted, and unfortunately, um, if he does end up getting in, it will be posthumously. So that's that's tragedy, but 92 years, an incredible life, uh, an unbelievable impact out in Emmitsburg. Uh, what what uh, what an amazing man, Jim, and and someone who impacted people beyond just basketball, but as a human being, uh, remarkable remarkable life for Jim Fallon. All right, uh, thanks today to everybody at Pressbox. Oh, I guess I should thank our guests. Thanks, yeah, maybe thanks to that, yeah. Drew Forrester, who's a guest. Thanks to Ken for stopping by. Thanks to to Stan, very in house today. The John Wertheim. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Coming up on the program tomorrow, South Relic. Yeah, so a potential Orioles first-round pick, somebody who could, you know, in Talk fact, Jim, those, uh, Jim Callis just mocked him to the Orioles for the fifth pick. Good bat, good defender, center fielder, all yep, that. One fast. of the top college bats in this year's draft. Sal Freelich from Boston College is going to join us. Uh, Caden Grenier will join us from Bowie. Yep, who's all of a sudden a bat now. Yeah, it's, uh, to go along with the best glove in the system, like, according to like, that. Like and that, like that. And stuff and things. Stuff and things on tomorrow's program. Hey, uh, Young Jack, thank you. We had to kick him out of the room. He's been putting up polls today. He's been doing some different things. He put a poll up about uh, tennis. He was trying some different things social media-wise. Appreciate young Jack's efforts in that department. Um, and uh, don't follow him on Twitter, but follow us on Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. That's what we've learned. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter, at K. Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday By night. By the way, the oh, record Jesus on the road Christ. is 22 in a row. So the Diamondbacks are threatening. This well, is, they're, they're, they are lose they 21? Yeah, yeah, they lose tonight, they will have tied it. So the Orioles have a little ways to go. <sighs> Getting nervous about that. Never. Getting nervous about that. All right. Uh, have a great Wednesday night. Go Birds! End it! Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>